It's time, Michael. God, my Loomis sounds like he has a collapsed <laughs> one. That was so bad. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And I'm Miguel. And we have got a super, super packed show tonight. This is episode number 15 of our horror show, Purely and Simply Evil. Miguel, my friend, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm definitely trying to figure out this volume thing. So as you can see, guys, I have a clearance level uh, pair of headphones. And I can't change the audio, so that entire intro was just screaming in my fucking ear. But other other than that, great. <laughs> Kelly wagon and everything. Uh, how's everybody in the chat? We got Jonathan, Kenneth, Mark. What's going on? Rosalia, another Jonathan is here. Uh, as we said, we hope everybody's doing well. We're feeling great because we've got a really cool show tonight. Uh, as we are not alone tonight, we are joined by two very special people, two big influences uh, on us and on our channel. Two really special dudes that. We need to thank, at least in part, for um, for at least some of the inspiration to to give this thing a shot. So, uh, you know oh, them yeah. as Doctor Chalice and Slenderman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, Michael and Doctor Loomis, of course. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Mike and Jay from We Watch the Movie. How you guys? Hello. What's up? How are you all doing tonight? Glad you're with us. Hey man, your all's intro music fucking rocks, dude. That got me all jacked up and shit. Like it was badass. Hey, look at that, Brad. You get brownie points for that one. Look at that. Like I saw you jump when the scream happened. I'm sorry if it was. I was loud. wondering if you guys could see me or not because mine got a lot louder too. And I was I just know. sitting here and it was like, <laughs> bah, bah, bah. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I told though. you it gets really loud. It's funny because the the intro music sometimes, like I don't know if it's a Wi-Fi thing or if it's a Streamyard thing, but like it'll be like it won't like I'll click start. And then it's like a delay, and then it just like it slaps you in the nuts like as soon as it starts and <laughs> makes you jump out of your skin. It's a uh, slapper. I, I know, right? Oh yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you guys so so much for agreeing to come on the show. We're super stoked to have you guys. Um, really appreciate your all's time. It's gonna be a blast, man. Thanks for having us, yeah, man. It's sure. awesome to be here with you guys. Um, We're honored to be here, man. Appreciate it. There, there's a lot on the agenda. We're, as we spoke about before we went live, we're going to talk about you guys and your channel a little bit uh, before moving on to some Dream Warriors and a deep character study on Neil, as I keep joking around with, because uh, Neil is the biggest, I don't know, I don't know, there's Douche. no word to describe Neil. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of words you could use. Um, and then we're going to talk some Halloween at the end, because Halloween ends at the end. That's a mouthful, because mm. it wouldn't be a party if we didn't, so... Um, and to everybody watching right now, thanks for being here. Be sure to leave the stream a like. And if you've got questions for Mike and Jay, if you have questions for us, uh, throw them in the chat and we'll uh, we'll be sure to get to them tonight. So the first and obvious question for all three of you is what are we drinking tonight? Oh, Ooh, I love, love that. that. Maybe the most important question we, we talk about. It's my favorite. Uh, I got so, some, some Maker's Mark uh, and Diet L8. Uh, that's a Kentucky thing. The diet yeah. late is. It, well, you guys know. You guys live in freaking Kentucky. Yeah. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're in Kentucky. Um, yeah, it's a good mix, man. Have you had the blackberry oh, yeah. It's like fairly fairly new? No, I can't drink. I, I can only do like zero in like diet stuff. Uh -huh. So I just now got to try the cherry stuff. And it's just because it makes me sick. If I eat any syrup or like syrupy substance, yeah. I will like crawl into a painful ball for 30 minutes until I release oh. a horrifying fart and then I feel better. <laughs> sometimes it's got to be that way listen the the blackberry is really good with um like with maker's mark or with woodford or like something something in it you know it's really good so i will try that as soon as they release the diet i'm in yeah well it's a limited time so i don't know if i don't know if they release a diet version of those or what they i don't know oh it's yeah. gaining in popularity i'm Dream sure it will come right no. back yeah <laughs> it is jay what you drinking buddy uh i got i got like the party beer it's uh zima 
Zima? Zima. <laughs> oh. No, it's, just, it's a superior light beer. It's Michelob Ultra. That's what I always oh. go to. Fair, oh, okay. Fair. I got you. I, uh, no, I, I, it's like if you don't ever want to go to a party, like, hey, guys, I got a 12-pack of Zima. Who's down? So get that fucking <laughs> asshole out of here. All right. I went with uh, the classic Blue Moon. It's a nice summertime beer. So yeah. Here's your orange, though, man. It's kind of it's kind of off off kilter if you ain't got an orange in it, though. I'm moving, and my fridge is completely almost empty. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my orange is. It's still, it's still sitting at Kroger. So, oh, oh okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, I'm I still got my uh, six pack of uh, 35k, so I'm just slamming those things down. And That's huge. yeah, it's it's huge. It's pretty much a dinner in a glass, pretty much, because it'll it'll fill you up quick. So. Big oh. fan of it right now. I give what it like kind of beer like is that? Out of it's a stout, dog. Oh yeah, shit, so dude. it's a good old thick one. Yeah. So you gonna pound about five of those tonight and just be shit faced to the end of the show? <laughs> I'm kind of scared. I think at the end of this, I might have a little bit of a buzz. So I don't know. I'm a little bit <laughs> lightweight so. today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said you have a six pack of them, right? Drink the whole, drink all six. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let Take me just walk off real quick and just grab your ass. Yeah. So I don't, um, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you just like slide right out of your chair at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, so it'll be a wham yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. You're good to go. I know, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of like liquor, this is a funny story. We were so before we went to, um, he, he came over to my house and we watched Stranger Things Volume 2. Um, I guess what a couple weeks ago, and we we stopped yeah. in the liquor store. We went got to Mexican with our, our ladies and went in the liquor store. And this liquor store is always cranking music like heavy rock music and i looked up at the screen and my, my wife finally looked at me and she was like what the hell what is this it was creed versus nickelback in like a mashup it was the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life i remember that to... yeah now it, it was like should have been dead on a sunday morning look at this photograph <laughs> <laughs> i was like whoa i look over at miguel and he's like i haven't even got my liquor yet and i'm already fucking drunk i'm hearing shit I know, right? Pretty much. Uh, was, I never was... knew I needed that until right now. <laughs> it's like something you just drive around to, like in a convertible. Creed versus Nickelback all <laughs> that's, day. That's true. Both great a convertible bands. Miata. I... <laughs> oh, yeah. Convertible Miata. Love it. Yeah, Flames I don't get the, the hate side. of Nickelback. That's like old news now at this point. You know what it is? Nickelback is kind of like what uh, Def Leppard was in the 80s. Like It's like something you'll, you'll like rock your head to when you're alone. But like if anybody brings it up in, in public conversation, you're like, dude, they fucking exactly. suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nickelback is like my like guilty pleasure Nickelback. song for sure. Mm. I like the first like two or three albums were good. Like they had good songs on yeah. them. And then mm -hmm. they started doing like they started doing like strip club rock and yeah. I just like, I bowed out. I was like I haven't heard a good Nickelback song in a while, but there are good Nickelback songs, you know. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You can't listen to Nickelback unless you're drinking Ziva or whatever the hell beer you're drinking. Ziva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, so so let's talk about you guys a little bit. Um, I started watching you guys probably around 2016, 17. It was the intro, it was the, the Halloween horror month intro when Jay is sitting in the driveway with uh and he's stabbing the pumpkin and like screaming. I shouldn't sit and do this on, on air, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but it you know you guys were like we i said earlier we owe you a thank you because like you guys are what opened my eyes to the whole like horror slash like movie youtube community thing like i never i never realized that that was even a thing until i found your channel and that was kind of along that kind of paralleled with halloween 2018 coming out um 
but you know, it's, it's funny. I didn't even know you guys were in Kentucky until I had watched you guys for like two or three years. And then I feel like one of you said something about Richmond, which is where we're, we're him and I are both from Richmond. Oh. And, uh, and you had said something. I was like, no, I was like, no way. <laughs> it's like, there's no way. And then I think, you, I think you mentioned the paddy wagon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great bar, like, paddy wagon. I know that's an awesome bar. And I was like, mm. wow, man, that's awesome. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about, the the story the the wham story because if i'm not mistaken didn't wasn't elm street one of like the first elm street three excuse me one of the, wasn't that like one of the first films you guys watched like when you were younger together or what got you into elm street it was it was it was i was i watched it with my my 12 year old last night and i told her i was like this was like one of the first horror movies i ever saw i hadn't seen a nightmare movie and i'm sitting in jay's house and we were i don't know how old we were dude but we were really young mm. and he he was like I rent this and you know it had the clear VHS tape cover that yeah. I rented. It's like we're gonna watch mm-hmm. this. And I'm like, I haven't seen the fucking first one. He's like, You don't need to see the fucking first one. Shut up. And then like we just watched it. And that was that's one of my yeah, it's one of, that's a fond memory for me. Yeah, I I watched uh there was a there was a place where I'm where I'm well the city I'm from, the town Winchester, you know where that is. Yeah, uh, there was a place called Downtown Video, and there was this sweet old man uh that ran it and he uh he never, he didn't check IDs. He didn't know, he didn't know anything. So I used to, when I was like seven years old, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street one. He's like, Oh, is you, you having a booger, you, you having a booger night oh, monster yeah. evening or something? I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's for kids or whatever. And he let me watch it. I, I got hooked. And uh, yeah, I remember showing Mike Nightmare three. And I think it was one of those nights that we, we watched like Nightmare three and like maybe the shining together or something like yeah. that. I don't remember, but it, yeah, that, but I, that's a hell of a combo. Yeah, it was. Mm, I know it was, it was a double hit. I know it was a romantic night. <laughs> right. <laughs> I bet you all kissed each other tenderly after that. On the cheese, yeah. it evolved later. <laughs> I swear, that's why we have such a love for horror. Is that's yeah. the first time we butt fucked? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Should I, can I say that on your show, dude? You can say I whatever you want. I don't, about I don't care what you say. Uh, well, it's funny. It, Elm Street, Elm Street One is funny because, like, like I remember watching that for the first time, and it, it kind of when you're a kid, that movie gets you. Like oh, it kind of does get you, and then you. But it's like. It gets you and it scares the shit out of you, but at the same time, you almost can't not watch it again, or like you can't mm-hmm. take your eyes off of it. You know, it's really yeah. mesmerizing. Jaws did the same thing to me because I'm originally from Florida, oh, and Jaws, yeah. dude, Jaws destroyed me when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just kind of cool, and it's funny. Like a couple of years ago, we like we had started the channel, um, and like for many of you listening, like I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I'm I'm on my way back from a, a late night school thing, and. I, I knew Miguel was out and about in Lexington and I'm driving and he calls me on the phone. And he's like, dude, I think Mike is here. And I was like, Mike, he was like, the, we watched. Oh Marika yeah. Tonight. We're, and I, I was like, I was like, what are you, I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I'm, I'm at Marika's and I, I think he's here or whatever. And I was like, okay. So then he just hangs up the phone and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I drive, I get to my drive. Like blue ball. I'm wasn't it guys. It, it was, I was like, that. okay, I don't know what to do with that. And then I get to my driveway and I look at my phone. And this is the first thing I see. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what I think of your nuts. I was like, well, I'm missing the party. Apparently there's, they're having a blast over there. Um, no, but- Mike was so quick with it too. Cause like he, like we were by, he was like, my friend, uh, Phil or Tucker was taking a picture and he was like, all right. in three, two, one. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm gonna grab your balls real quick. And I was like, Oh, okay. And, just, and that's what the picture took. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's, make sure that's your finger goes to the left. Like, I've got an itch. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was the balls of the ass. I couldn't I couldn't decide really. You but... get you get done taking the picture and it's like that wasn't a good one. Can you do that one more time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm say, yeah. Let's go to the bathroom. If there wasn't if there wasn't sand in my crack, it would, there definitely was now after that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's actually a good story behind that because it was so funny. And I tell people this all the time. Because one people one thing people ask you when you hang out with them, like you do YouTube and they're like, Do you get you know recognized anywhere or whatever? And I was sitting there and uh, one of our friends we play with, I'd never met his wife before. And we're sitting there at the table talking at this bar and I'm talking to his wife and she's asking me all the usual questions people ask when they're like, you're 30, what? And you do YouTube for a living, you know, <laughs> and she is not buying what I'm selling at all. I'm like, no, it's fun. <laughs> like we do it for like 10 years. Like I do this for a job. She's like, you do this. What? And you could see in her face like you usually do. And then uh, she's just like checked out. And I'm like, OK, uh, she thinks I'm a weirdo. And then all of a sudden, Miguel walks up like a like a shining angel in the night, and he just walks over and he goes, "Are you Mike from We Watched the Movie?" And she goes, oh, "Fuck, I should have should have awesome. been nicer to this guy." That's awesome. And then, well, and then she, she sees you do the the ball grab picture, and then she walks over and she's like, "I thought you said he did YouTube, picture. not Pornhub. What the hell? Is yeah, yeah. Do you have an OnlyFans? Is that what?" You're- that hell? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Courtney Reed, what's going on, man? He says, "Leave a like, or your balls will swell. And if you don't have balls, the man you love will have swollen balls." Ah, wow, that is true. Ah, wow. Yes. Suck what? That's... Well written quote. Put that on a bumper sticker, guys. For sure. Oh, oh my god, Courtney. could you imagine that on a bumper sticker? That's awesome. I, I imagine that on like a like a fortune cookie. Like you're fortune cookie. Oh, yeah. you're like, holy shit! Look at this fucking. <laughs> I'm not this, like, crazy stuff right here. I would be really in the back. Though. You can try, and it's like the it's like um. It's like the learn to learn to learn a word in Chinese and it's balls. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, it, if I just ate an entire plate of Chinese and then I found that in my fortune cookie, I would kind of be like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. They were sending me a message. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have the cream of some young guy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, here's the thing that got me about you guys. Like the, the community and the relationships that you built with all your listeners. Like I had never seen that before. Um, and I didn't know that was possible on the internet. Like I just never, that it was just something that like, I never, I never thought about, you know what I mean? Um, and like, I can't tell you how many times the two of you got me through like a, a long drawn out shift to work. Like I used to work at old Navy in between, uh, semesters of college in Lexington. And like, I would do like the truck and the stocking. So I'd be there at like three thirty, four AM. And literally I would go, like, I still have like the playlist on my phone of all your videos. Like what I would, that's what I would sit and listen to. Like all your reviews of like all the Elm streets and all the Fridays and all the Halloweens and stuff. Like you need that to work at old Navy. Have you all ever been in there? Like the music they play is so fucking yeah. bad. I haven't been in old Navy in like 10 years, but every time you go in there, it's like, oons, 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 oons. <laughs> well, it's fuck, I'm just yeah. gonna buy some jeans. That's you like know, carefully calculated. Like that's like a, a Spotify playlist on loop and it's supposed to be like upbeat, like like get you shopping music. It's ridiculous. I don't know why that would make you I don't know what, who walks through a store doing like the Patrick Bateman like <laughs> I'm just gonna go to Coles, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Yeah, man. Well that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad that it got you through your shifts uh, at Old Navy. But you know, and, and as far as the community goes, like yeah, it's really been um it's actually been a shocker and actually a really good surprise that there's been it, like the whore community is so awesome. Like out of all the other communities that are out there, you've got like, you know, if you look at, I mean, and again, I'm going to use this word, but I don't like using it, but but it is true. If you look like some like Star Wars community, it's toxic as fuck. Marvel is toxic. DC can be toxic. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and it's weird. Like those, you know, those kind of 
places you wouldn't think, you know, everybody's coming together. It's like, I like Greedo and Han Solo and, you know, you'd be like, all right, we're all geeks here. Let's have a good time. But it, and, and you wouldn't expect it to be so toxic. But so it's it's kind of strange that in the horror community, there's so many cool people yeah. that are just like, hey, man, you know, we all come from different walks, you know, of life and different backgrounds. But we all come together and, and enjoy shit like, you know, Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or yep. Leatherface or Jason. I think that's cool. Yeah. And it was a, it was a total shocker and a, and a wonderful surprise that, you know, as we continued on with YouTube that we, we got to see that. Yeah. Really cool. Well, and, and it's funny, like, I think there's a stigma, um, like, and it's really an unnecessary stigma about like horror fans being like weird or like, Oh, they like people mm. that kill people and like all this weird shit. But like horror fans are like some of the nicest people I've ever met. It's <laughs> true. That's, I mean, that's like, actually honestly, you get their rocks uh, off it's... enough with movies in general. So it's like no need for it. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. You, yeah. re you release all your stress through. through it was cathartic. So. I'm good. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, for real, thank you both from the bottom of my heart for that. And for, for showing me what, what this could be. Cause that, I mean, it's, you guys have an a, absolute blast filming your stuff and like, and you can tell, and you can tell that your all's friendship is, is genuine. Um, and it's just awesome. It's pretty cool. Man. So, man, thank that. you for loving me. I know. I know. <laughs> thank you. Man. It's so good. Thank you, guys. Thank you're you guys you're very welcome, me. man. Um, so, I, I like even honestly, one of the first videos I remember watching of you guys was um, it's the one where, and it's one of the funniest things. Like, I laugh my ass off every time I watch it when it's like the Loomis is driving to check in on Michael and it's the he threw bread at me, Sheriff, when he. When, <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and Michael's like chasing the delivery man like down the, the driveway or whatever. And that was hysterical. Oh, yes. Uh the Pocky challenge, which I know that wasn't hysterical for you, was it? Oh no, dude. I, I have told the story before, but that 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 it was painful on film, but it was when I woke up on my couch at 3 a.m., <laughs> ran to the bathroom and ended up butt naked on the toilet holding a trash can. I never did puke, but I felt like I was going to puke. So I'm butt yeah. naked, covered in sweat, like almost crying. I may have been crying. I'm not going to tell you guys. And like, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. I swear to God, that's the funniest story he ever told me. Because <laughs> I could just see like Rocky, like he's probably like Rocky sweat coming off his forehead. <laughs> and he said they're butt naked. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in T2. And he's just sitting there shitting on the toilet alone in the dark and yelling oh for God. his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that shit's so funny. I was scared for my life. Oh my god! I believe it, man. I've had to try. Yeah. I've had a number of like extremely hot sauce. Like I don't know if you've heard the. I guess the latest like hottest one I've seen is like called Flatline. It's like in like a bottle this small, and if nope. that doesn't tell you how nope. hot it is, I had nope. like maybe like a little bit of a chip, and uh, next thing you know, and I, I was, it was during a shift, so it was like during a lunch break. So I had four more hours of like absolute fucking agony. And I went outside to go, like, you know, try to throw up my guts. And it was like, it just started storming rain on me. So I got rain all on top of me. I'm puking my guts out. And it I got so much fucking, yeah, it was a sign. Like, I, I dare say that I did cry, but it could have been just the rain going down my face, too. So, I, I mean, <laughs> either one. Yeah. Yeah. Either Perfect one mask. is game. Yeah. I, I, mean, I did, you know, props to you for sticking it out on your shift, though. I mean, I'd have come to my boss and be like, well, my crack is on fire. Literally, <laughs> Satan has moved in there. I need to go home. <laughs> I well, think you need to call an ambulance, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the benefits was like, it wasn't just me, it was like two other guys in my crew. And we were like, yeah, we're just going to sit here and suffer together because we both made that decision, unfortunately. Oh, so well, we had yeah. to sit there and suffer. None of us could go home. 
Huh. I love hot foods too. I've I've always been yeah. a huge hot food guy. Just the older and older I get, I'm like, nope, that's tomorrow. Like I can't yeah, give my tomorrow <laughs> to this now. Right. You did your yeah. did, 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 did the little hot uh, sauce bottle? Did it come with a, like a dropper or like you know like the, the we have to drop a little bit at a, at a time? It was it was a dropper. It was pretty much Ooh, that, like shit. you would expect it. Yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> and I just put it in like a small little chip too. And next thing you know, I'm puking Skyline chili all over the fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, hanger. <laughs> And it was, no. it was black bar. I'm sure that noodle is still oh. next to the hanger today. <laughs> it's always yeah, that on the days that you eat it. chili. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, to Not to change the topic from throwing up uh, spicy food. Um, where, how did you guys come up with the, the Michael Loomis thing? Like the, 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 the freaking hysterical relationship that you guys have between those characters. Like it's, just, it's just hysterical. Was that something that you like, that you had thought of going in or did that just kind of naturally happen? <laughs> it was literally like, like the, the, the first Michael video that we ever did was a, like a, like a 20 minute drunk conversation. We were bored. <laughs> like we were bored as fuck. And we were like, we were like hanging out. We were, I was like, Hey man, let's do a Michael Myers skit or something like that. And we, it, that, that wound up being Sundays with Michael. That was the first video that we did as a uh, sketch uh. Um, where I used to live with my ex-wife and we did that through that, that neighborhood. And <laughs> we were trying, it was literally on the fly. There was no planning. <laughs> we were just on the fly. Yeah, uh, I, I, I that that that, and my brother was playing Michael, and I remember that I, Mike was driving the car, then my ex-wife was with him, and but I I had like the camera, like we were, I was like I'm gonna get all fucking fancy with this. I'm gonna have the camera sticking out, <laughs> and he's That's gonna be standing awesome. behind the tree. And I, I'm surprised that no one called the cops. Like these motherfuckers are casing houses, <laughs> like <they have> multiple <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't know, but it, yeah. And uh, and as far as Loomis goes, uh, that was only added in. Actually, Loomis was in that Sundays with Michael for just a second. But as far as like actually being on camera, Mike had suggest Mike wanted to do this. Uh, uh, Michael works out, you know the the you know the the Michael Myers where he takes like workout powder or whatever. And he's like, well, I gotta have Doctor Loomis in it because it'd be funny if he was like tr coaching him or training him. And and uh, it started from there. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, That's stupid dude. Like no one's gonna. It's Donald Pleasance. First off, he's a badass. And uh, Michael Myers, like whoever plays, gets to hide behind the mask, and you can be Michael Myers. But I was like, if you're yeah. gonna be, your face is out there. And you got to do it like this. And that's like, and people are going to be like, oh shit, like, this is fucking awful. And I was like, I'm only going to do it once and now I'm fucking done. And I, only, I, I, I was hoping he would take it back and edit it, just cut out most of it. And that's how it started. But it was just on a goof. I was like, I didn't even want to do it. I was like, I'll just film the shit. He's like, no, dude, you got to do this. Well, dude, you struck genius with it because it's perfect. It's hysterical. Yeah, sure. Gold. And I'll tell there you was what. A moment the... where it went. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean, no, you're off. good. You're good. You're good. There, there was a moment where. Jay went from doing an impression of Loomis to it was a part of him yeah. and it would just come out. There was no need for like figuring out exactly what to say here or whatever. It, it just became a natural, like I can, I can do this with my fucking eyes closed now. And, and awesome. that, that was a moment too. It was like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to fucking, we're going to get, we're going to dig deep inside of this now. Because I love all of just, that right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly embodying Donald Pleasant. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, and you know, it's funny. The Loomis, the Loomis is hysterical, but the Slender Man, the oh. Subway Sandwich, dude, that absolutely. <laughs> the Subway Sandwich me. is the best sandwich <laughs> of all time. Of all time. You know, when me feeling down the dirt, maybe me has some hot sauce, make me crack, feel all on fire. You know what me going to do? Me going to get on Subway Sandwich. After some yeah, water, me going to have some Subway Sandwich. Yeah. Like that was a, that came, I don't know where that, like, uh, I, that's how I, um, I talked to my dogs. 
like that I mean, you know, like, I, that's the voice i use like it's my baby talk voice i guess like, yeah. if I, I, thank god yeah. i don't have kids because if i did I'm like oh you do know that <laughs> I, 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 I give them nightmares but uh, uh that uh, yeah that's how that's literally where it comes from but yeah um that was just a i told mike about it and i think i i i showed it i was telling like you know doing the slender man voice to him he's like dude we should do that we, that'd be funny as fuck and that's how slender man started there <laughs> That's, awesome, that's the one dude. that gets me the most out of anything he does. Like I'm used to all the other shit, but that one I start. I will piss my pants filming that shit, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's got to be hysterical, like filming that stuff. It's got to it, be. It, it is, and, and and it's usually when we get done, we're like, all right, that was either the stupidest thing we've ever fucking done, <laughs> or it's going to be pure cold. And those are always the ones that seem to be good. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck we just filmed, dude. That might just. That might be the stinkiest piece of shit that anyone's ever filmed on camera. But then you yeah. put it out there and you're like, oh, okay, it's okay. People expect us to be stinky pieces of shit. <laughs> I know we've done we've done some before, and I was like, I'm ashamed of myself, and I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Jackson said, or excuse me, Johnson says the Halloween resurrection trailer reaction video starting off with Michael sighing. That's a good one. <laughs> I heard that one. Uh, Courtney Reed says the Slender Man infomercial is God tier. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh good. yeah, I do remember. That was the first time that we introduced it. Yeah, the manscaped one, the, man the subway yeah. one. Oh, the manscaped no, one is funny too. The, oh well, yeah. yeah, the subway one was the first. Yeah, the first actual time, but the manscaped one was the ad that we did. Yeah, I remember that. I'm still pissed that subway one didn't take off because I think I that's hoping. the funniest thing we've ever fucking done. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. It's a great time. Um, but you, you guys are awesome, man. Like I again. Oh, you a big thank you. Never would have found any of that without you guys. So I mean, and it's like uh, the fact that you've built a community you've built and that like all of these people, like even the people in the chat, like I see them talking about like their favorite of your videos and stuff from years ago. And I mean, like the fact that, that people can do that is really, really cool. And like, that's a testament to the success of what you guys has done, which I mean, you know, dressing up, getting drunk, making dick jokes while you talk about movies. Like <laughs> is there a better way to do it though? No man. Like, <laughs> to be honest, like, is it, there? It's like Alpha Beta from Revenge of the Nerds. It's, just, it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> uh, real quick, let's go to the chat before we uh, before we talk some um, uh, some Dream Warriors. Uh, Stacy Eight James says Pocky Challenge was a moment in history. I'm sure it was for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> sure especially my asshole yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh mark uh dorman says watching mikey pop rocks after having a tooth pulled is always fun to go back to i don't know if i remember that one <laughs> i don't oh, remember shit. that either but i, I know don't... i remember having that tooth pulled and if i ate pop rocks during that time i fucking hate myself because that shit had <laughs> stuck that's awesome uh let's see here uh, Stacy James also, or James also says, I remember that Loomis reaching Michael basketball vid like it was yesterday. Yeah, that was a good one too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stacy says your assholes, day. your oh your assholes seen worse. <laughs> yeah, from the other side. Yeah, it's seen a lot worse other... from Shawshank over right. here. But you know, from the inside, it didn't see it coming. You know what I mean? Shawshank. John Baxter brings up a good one. Uh, shot collar for second. Oh, dude, I died at that one. That I, I could not. I was trying to maintain that character throughout. I, I, I laugh about it every time because he was like, because I, I could hear him breathing under the fucking mask. And it was, it was, he was starting to hyperventilate because he knew he was going to get shocked if he made too much noise. And it was making me die. But yeah, that was a good one. I remember that one. 
we were just playing with a uh in my house there was there was a shot collar over here and we were playing with it my wife was like come on I was like, i'm not getting anywhere fucking near that i've had my day with the shot collar <laughs> no no i've paid my dues yeah yeah, yeah i know right feels I've like a crab is just squeezing your skin like yeah, a crab like literally just holds on to you i don't know why it felt like that but it does uh it sounds terrible it's awful uh, Jonathan Nichols says Slenderman and Leatherface for, for president was amazing. Yeah, that's good. I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> did you do that I, so, like close to the election? <laughs> we did. So he's he's the one who watched it then. He's the one we found it. <laughs> it had one view. <laughs> I loved it though. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do it. Let's talk some dream warriors. Um, dream no more. Sorry, it's a reflex. Uh, I know. You you have to do it right. Um yeah. so if I remember correctly, Jay, you're a big fan of Dream Warriors. Mike, you're a little more it. on the fence. About yeah. it, am I right? Yeah, he only does that because I don't like Scream as much as him. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm so with good. you on that one though. Scream, I, I like the first one, but after after one, I'm just kind of oh, like, yeah, uh, that's how I, I am. I just can I, I can't do it. Can I tell you guys something? I swear to God, it's not just because Shay loves it. Um, I do do that sometimes, but not tonight. Not here on your uh, holy show in front of Christ be, and God. This um, is just some Raphael shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking watched this last night, dude, and I was like. This movie sucks. And I'm just going like to come it? out and say it. This oh. movie sucks. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, I'm getting ready to get shit on. Uh, no, it doesn't I don't, suck. But... I don't know. I, Freddy's going to suck a... you down. <laughs> it's going to be like what happened to Joey, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be like Jay's Loomis that's just like sucking you into the... <laughs> or, or like slit. No, it'll be the Leatherface. He'll be don't like threaten me with you. a good time, buddy. <laughs> like oh, Leatherface yeah. bribing you with chili underneath the... Underneath the... <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, oh, chili never again. I don't know. For this one, like, I, it's funny because I, I used to think it was my favorite. And, like, the more and more I've gone back and watched it, <clears throat> the more and more I'm kind of just, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm really split on it because, like, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's weird. What It's also talked about as a fan favorite. Like, um, I know, like, both Robert England and Heather Langenkamp have said that they hear, ta- they hear fans talk about Dream Warriors more than any other movie in the franchise but there's also another camp of people that feel like nightmare three is like the catalyst that like began the slow downfall of freddy because of like how wild and out there it is like what why do you think this one is so much more popular than a lot of the other ones are and it's it just seems to have a little bit more of a cult following than some of the other films that one's for jay who likes it well, I think it, I think it was one of those movies that, that that opened it up. <coughs> what um, a lot of people that grew up later on and they got to experience Freddy, the MTV generation is what. It be, I mean, I feel like Freddy Krueger. If you look at the first Nightmare on Elm Street and then you look at the second Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm a huge. Actually, we both are. I, I think Nightmare yeah, Two yeah. Is, is extremely underrated and underappreciated. But those two films are very dark and and they're very um, profane. Uh, you know, as far as like the, the murders and the kills that happen, then when you get to the third one, you add more dark humor and you add more of the MTV ish version of him. Uh, and, and I feel like that took it to a different level and, and it introduced uh, a lot, uh, maybe a different types of people to that character that would have otherwise right. said, nah, I don't want to watch that. That's a horror slasher. I'm not going to watch that. And, you know, that's good and bad. There's good and bad things, you know, for that. The, the, the character um, of Freddy Krueger grew in popularity and became a huge hit. Uh, yeah. And it continued the series. Without Nightmare Three, the series would have died. That's 100 percent accurate. I, but, I agree with that. Uh, mm. the, at the same time, it has its downfall because it did make Freddy. By the, by the time you get to Freddy's dead, 
you know, that motherfucker looks like a, a plastic piece of shit from Walgreens. Like, <laughs> like he's just, you know, it's just, it doesn't, it's not even Freddy anymore. It's just, you know, he's a cartoon character. But I understand what they were going with the Freddy Six. But yeah, I, I, I think there's a reason there, there was something about it. Like, um, it was, it was so unique and different and it, and it was out there and it was, it, it was, it was actually, you know, again, you got to credit, you know, Wes Craven wrote it. Like it was, yeah, it was yeah. from Wes Craven's mind. It was the, the dreamscape that he wanted, you know, and, and there was a lot of things cut from that movie that didn't even get put in. Oh yeah. I mean, he had a 20 million plus dollar budget that they were like, that's too much. So who knows what we would have got to see if they had given him the money or the money would have been given to the studio to make that mm -hmm. movie. But yeah, dude, I, I think it's because it was, um, it was just so different from the other two that had come before it that that it, it resonated with people. I don't know. Right. That's that's my opinion. I, I, I can agree with that. Miguel, where did you say this one fell for you? Because like part of the for like kind of a little bit of backstory on this, like the reason we started this purely and simply evil show, because we have our other like our main show. But uh, Miguel wasn't really as much of a horror fan. So this was his like baptism by fire moment where I could just <laughs> be like, here you go. <laughs> Here's everything. Where did this one fall for you, Miguel? Well, just to start off from that, yeah, it, this definitely was like a baptism by fire thing for me because uh, from what I can remember whenever I was young was like <gasps> Freddy used to be the one that would scar me for life. Like you guys talk about like how this was like a really good horror movie. This like this was a movie that would really like scar me. Like I would literally like turn my face away from like the DVD like cover because I was so fucking oh, frightened yeah. of it. And mm -hmm. I think like later on in life, I found out like, you know, how cheesy uh, uh, horror movies can be. But also like I started appreciating the story in and of itself. So yeah, since since so right now I'm currently the only ones I've seen recently is Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors, and two and one, and I would say this is probably like uh, I'll probably like second out of the three that I've seen. Uh, unfortunately, like uh, uh, Freddy's Revenge is like last for me. Like I I got Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, and then uh, Freddy's Revenge How mainly because of the theory that me and Brad had like at the end of our discussion of it not even of it not even happening like it all being in a dream i was like oh my god we're going back to that that can't be cliche or whatever so i was kind of thrown off by that but yeah so dream warriors i honestly thought it was like one of like the most peak 80s movie they probably had during that decade yeah, from with, without a doubt in my mind yeah from from the soundtrack from the acting to like the like uh cinematography every bit of it and from like all of the really sweet like freddy tropes like whenever you get like snakehead freddy in the beginning of the movie like every bit of that was so 80s and i absolutely freaking loved it so i'm really glad now that i can at least appreciate it now that i'm like fucking 25 but you know it's better late than never i guess right that's, it. that's, that's a get... great point man the 80s part of it is like i think i think that may be it too like that the reason it's so beloved is because it is from dokin dokin um to the whole vibe of it it's very yeah. fucking 80s mm -hmm. you know oh yeah Hey, have you guys heard this kind of off topic from three, but have you guys heard about that theory where two is all just in Jesse's head and like the end was his, was the beginning of his dream? I don't, I don't think either. That's a, that's an interesting theory. And that actually does make like, I could go with that if they wanted to, you know, if they want, because you know that, you know, it, it's funny, you know, Wes Craven hated that director and the yeah, director yeah. hated Wes Craven. And there was yeah. a lot of bad blood between those two and they like talk shit on each other in uh never sleep again documentary which is uh -huh. hilarious yeah. um but yeah so i could see them doing you know and, and nightmare 2 uh, 
dude, it's so weird. Nightmare 2, <laughs> it has, like, I, I loved, I think he, aesthetically, Freddy looks awesome in Nightmare 2 with the hook agree, nose yeah. and, and the eyes. Yeah. He looks more like a witch. I But mm-hmm. I hate it that the, the, the claws came through from the nails. I didn't like that whole thing. I, I you know, the glove was missing. Yeah. But I, I as far as like, thing as well about yeah. It, yeah. As far as it just being a dream, um, I didn't. I, but that makes, but you know, that would be cool though if if they had done that and Jesse had popped up in Nightmare Three somewhere, right? You know, as a um, as a as a you know as a inmate or something, or not an inmate, but the, uh, as a yeah overnight Survivor, guest at Freddy, yeah. Asylum. <laughs> I was thinking that watching this last night, I was thinking like this is kind of this is technically like a really old requel, right? I mean, because yeah. they just so they ignore so much of two. And Nancy comes back. This feels like one of the first requels where it just connects directly mm-hmm. to the first one and fuck the guy who did the second one. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty weird when I was watching it that way. And I well, think Nightmare Two rules, by the way. It, it, it oh, definitely okay. does. <laughs> I, even the whole thing with like the the what was it gay? Was it not gay? With like the, the oh, commentary yeah. of it, the whole like like it's it's fun to like it's just fun to like deep dive into that. Yeah. Um, but I like, love how gay it is. I know, right? It Fair was part. it was by far it was so many like uh you know uh like gay undertones in it. If you listen yeah. to our commentary, which by the way, shout out to our commentary, uh, it was by, you could hear my voice and how much I'm just like, oh my fuck, of like how I could immediately tell when it came in, when and how they played it out, and like yeah. the whole like well, dude, well there's a whole BDSM scene in the in the shower. Like yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like you can't just you can't just not <laughs> see it. Well, yeah. it, it, the whole the gym teacher is what kills me because, mm-hmm. like, bro, as a teacher, when he finds the kid at the gay bar, I'm like, why would you bring him back to school? I'm like, why would yeah, you do dude, that? Exactly. And then the whole when he gets attacked by balls thing, I'm like, this just like it hurts my my heart and my brain and like everything deep down inside. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I, it's yeah, that crazy. that movie is like playing gay chicken with your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, oh my it. yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because like that theory, like after we had watched it, I I, I think it was on, I don't know if it was on Reddit or whatever. I'm not on Reddit all the time, but like it was, it was because it, you could look at Freddy's Revenge as like, you know, every one, three, four, five, six, and Freddy's Revenge all kind of like tie into each other a little bit, even if it's really loosely, but Freddy's Revenge is almost like its own, like it's kind of in its own feel. You know what I mean? It's, it's a strange uh, it, it's really interesting the way that they that they set that up. You know, um, you, you could even look at uh, Freddy's Revenge as, as something like if you look at something like the the DCEU, uh, Joker, yes, is a separate movie, mm-hmm. um, or or the Batman that just came out with Robert Pattinson is not connected at all to the DCEU. So I feel like it's one of those standalone flicks that that you know they decided to go out on, on a branch and try something different and new and uh you know honestly they could do a sequel just based on that storyline alone which is cool because it opens itself up to multiple different uh takes on the character um and what's funny uh, when you bring up nightmare three i also thought it was hilarious that wes craven only came back to uh, you know he was he would have directed it i i assume uh but he was filming deadly friend um yeah. but he, he he literally wanted to write the character because he wanted to kill the character off because he right, felt right. that the character does not deserve a series that's going to continue on. And unfortunately for him, it wound up making the series continue on because it was a huge success. So it's like, God damn, man, I, I tried to kill the fucker and he won't die. It's like Michael Myers with that uh, a cod little clause that they have in like mm-hmm. every single movie where it's like, no matter what happens, Michael has to survive. Like yeah. you could blow him up. And then like his little pinky is like at the end, it's just like, Err! 
and it's like cut the cut the credits. <laughs> it's yeah. breathing. That, that's how yeah, I need Halloween ends to end. If you just see like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it becomes like liquid metal, like in T one thousand. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's like you see that, and it's like ah, oh, fuck the Akkad clause. All right, I guess we gotta well, watch another. One. Yeah, and then you can get the post credit scene where it's Michael running like T one thousand, where he's doing like the. <laughs> He's running down the the Robert like Patrick that. run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark says, Nightmare 2 changed the way we clean our rooms. Touch me, baby. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's how you do it. Yeah. You have, yeah. To close the, you have to close the drawer with a little bump with your ass. Right. <laughs> well, and, and Rosalia brings up a good point. Mark Patton was bitter. He was. He, like, he had even said it never sleep again. He was like, I wish that scene could be cut from my filmography. Like, he can't, it's, he can't stand it. It's like the, it's like Dick Warlock with the, the slashing scene from oh, Halloween two, yeah. where because he, you know, he hates that scene. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Stacy says Jesse's still one of the only male scream queens that'll always be dope. That's, That's true. true too. I love that. Yeah, that, yeah. I honestly, I don't even. Not what, a lot. Are, are, there's, there's really I, not a lot like to name them off the top of your head. Well, we'll find. I'm literally going to say Justin we'll Long on October. Papers, but. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Justin Long. Well, he died. <laughs> so, yeah, he died. Yeah, well, yeah. That's fair. well, technically, his ghost came back in the second one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he floated around. But he's—I don't know if I've seen past the first one to be honest. Of Deeper Creepers, the second one was just baller, though. That's—I just—I love the second one. Out of like yeah. that was like one of the first horror movies I've seen with Jeepers Creepers too, and yeah, that was actually right. Yeah. Well. yeah, it was popcorn. It was movie. A, it was, it was a, fun. It was a decapitation by his like uh, by his entire like wing. And when they're in the bus, oh, yeah. they're, they're they're like they're like stalking like a football team, and he takes yeah. out one by like grabbing him with his wings and just decapitating. And he still had like cool. the body flailing around. I was like, bro, that's ingrained <laughs> in my mind. I, like I've I have told that to my therapist like two months ago, and he was like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? He's like, I don't know, man. Just just it just popped in my head again. <laughs> well. But- where it kind of lies for me with Dream Warriors, like, it, you know, it was, it was directed by Chuck Russell, which I think was his directorial debut. Like it was, he yeah. did, uh, he did the Scorpion King. He did uh, the remake of the blob. But what's interesting is it was written by a slew of people, like, which mm. I think is partially is one of the reasons why it seems like a weird mess of tones and storylines for me. Like, you know, watching it back, like, it, it, especially these last couple of times, um, the thing that really struck me is like, it's so fantastical and so weird, like so much more than any of the other movies. And they really went for like the, the magic and the dream powers. And like, I like what you tweeted earlier, Mike, the Harry Potter X-Force thing, where it's just always like, like I, the whole, like I'm beautiful and I'm bad. Like that whole, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. so, they just went really hard with all of that stuff. And it feels yeah. more fantasy I think than the rest of them. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. It just no, yeah, it, it, it does for me. Oh yeah, but I, uh, well, cool. I like but I like fantasy movies too. Right, like, it, it's like fantasy horror, and I I think that's cool as shit. Like Legend, yeah. you know, with Tim Curry is like uh, like almost like fantasy horror, and I and I wow. and I did appreciate what they were trying to do with it, and and yeah, the uh, the magic they were like goddamn Power Rangers in horror movies. Right. I, I just thought that they you know, really were. And, yeah, and you know what it was? I Freddy Krueger scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And you are correct, Miguel. Like it is, you know, you both are. That it, it's one of those characters that terrify you. So it was really cool to see Nightmare Three, where you had the ability to fight back. Like you could be what you wanted to be in the dreams, and you had a possibility of beating him and having yeah, these fantastical mm-hmm. supernatural powers and shit. I just thought that was really neat. And so yeah, exactly. I um, I don't know, man. Like yeah, Nightmare Three. 
What can't if you look on one of like the older older covers, you'll like one of the older covers of uh, Dream Warriors. It looks like a Power Ranger, but like you know, it has Freddy like as like the main yeah. focus, and has like yeah. all the Dream Warriors like facing oh, I have that about poster. to like, yeah. take them on. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. pretty much like a Power Rangers movie, and I like More what you dead. said, Jay, about like <laughs> but, like how it's like one of the first movies where like you can actually fight back because that was like always the trope. Like you know how everyone in the movie theaters, I don't think you've seen like Scary Movie uh two or three where like the focus was on the screen movies. And you had that lady just like screaming like in the at the theaters like oh do this do that blah 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 blah. We all have that thought where it's like oh you like don't like don't trip over that pencil or something like that or don't go in that door you know he's in there. It's like one of those moments like oh yes finally a movie where we actually see like the people fighting back. But then yeah. Mike when you say it's like X Force is like well I mean they all die within like five seconds of actually fighting them back so <laughs> it is what it is. So. <laughs> well the worst thing to be and this is why I'm on the other side of the fence again this is I I'm very aware that I'm in the minority on hating this not I, and I don't hate this movie but I'm in the minority on what I dislike but like when they wake up they're all like we're gonna go to sleep now because we gotta stop this guy who's been brutally murdering our friends like okay and then they go to sleep and then they wake up and they're like. <laughs> What do you do? I'm like, I do flips. And they're like, I like knives. And then the other guy's like, I like to bend chairs. And there's been like 25 minutes standing around here, like, fucking dude, look what I can do. And like, fucking show and yeah. tell. Yeah. And then they hear something. He goes, I wonder who that is. It's fucking Fred Krueger, the guy you went to sleep to catch. Did you forget he's been murdering your fucking friends? I'm like, I'm yelling at the screen. I just don't understand. And the worst thing about that is Joey got the worst into that deal. Like, I was like, you discovered your, like, fucking banshee power, like, later? (laughs) (laughs) You should have been able to know that you could talk in your fucking dream. Like, and it would blow people away. That's one of my least favorite. Yeah, well, and Kincaid also, like... He's like, you've been a fucking chair that's clearly made out of like fucking Home Depot wood <laughs> or, or, or metal, but yeah, you know, whatever. Well, it the scene that I think I hate, like one of the worst scenes in the movie is when, like Mike, what you were talking about, when they when they finally figure out that they have like powers in their dreams or whatever, and Nancy's like, what can you do in your dream? <laughs> and it's like, it's just like, what the what. How how is this like, relevant? This like, what are we, show what are we tell? doing right now? This is the weirdest A movie yeah. I've ever been Dude, to. I was, my that's God. exactly what it was. It's like we all stood up. How we recovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can you do now? I can mow my lawn without being right. hungover. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's almost like they... It almost feels like, like for me at least, I, I don't know if anybody else agrees, but it's like they couldn't tell a story with like just one main set of characters. Like you have what's, what's going on with Pat- Patricia Arquette's character, and then you have Neil either trying to rip Nancy's clothes off or leading around John Saxton like he's a friggin' lost puppy. And plus Jesus. then you have the, the Amanda Kruger, like House of a Thousand Maniacs thing, plus what's going on with the kids at the hospital and the hypnosil. Like it's a lot, <laughs> you know, there's, there, yeah. it's, it's, it feels like there's a lot of main characters and, it gets like messier and messier as it goes on because you can't keep up with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And let's just let's just get it out of the way. Let's just talk about Neil because I'm fucking mad right now. Like I'm Neil looks like it. a guy that used to sell Encyclopedia Britannica's on QVC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like the shitty day manager at a defunct Sears. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just the fucking worst. Like, he's the assistant manager him. at Kmart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate him so well, much. And they make him out to be some like super cool fucking dude. And it's like, like, especially the scene I hate worse than anything else is when first off, like you said, he's just trying to fuck Nancy the whole time. That's all the entire movie. And I don't care what you do. You can't put a white streak on her hair and call her old. No, 100%. (laughs) She rogue. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) 
I had well, a bad it, dream. I woke up. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know yeah, well, and it, for me, it even goes past Neil because listen, dude, Weston Hills seems like the worst run facility in North America. Like everybody there is a complete asshole for no reason. You've got Neil again, who is like an utter tool. Uh, Dr. Sims, who's like the ultra jerk off. She's just, she's a terrible woman. Uh, and then you have the orderlies, the one orderlies trying to bang. Uh, I'm beautiful and I'm bad. I forget what her name is. Taryn. Uh, it's just and then well max is jose cool. canseco is what that guy looks like that's what yeah, i like yeah, to call yeah. him <laughs> max is cool he was the no, he, lawrence, lawrence fishburne, fishburne was the exception yeah. you know he was he, he was a cool character and he you know he like he was he kind of like someone that you... already put in his two weeks in so he could care like, <laughs> that's exactly what it was, about dude. what's going on whatsoever in, in that hospital i'm gonna be well, extra yeah. nice because i don't give a shit yeah. Well, even when Nancy goes back and he's like, "Nope, you're not going in there. You're not going to see him." And she's like, "It's gonna, it's gonna be my last time to say goodbye or whatever." And he's like, "Okay, go make it quick. Lock it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he, just, he he just tries to be quick. Um, I, I, and another thing about this, like that, we haven't even really brought this up yet, but this is also kind of the bur- uh, one of the. Let me back up for a minute. One of the things that also kind of makes it like a a double weird tone tonality in this movie is that it's kind of the birthplace of the MTV Freddy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like where he's starting to make jokes all the time and he's wisecracking a little bit more and he's calling everybody bitches all the time. And um, like, there's a pretty distinct shift um, honestly coming from two, because he's pretty dark in two. Like mm-hmm. some of the things he says and he does in mm-hmm. two is pretty dark. Um, but then what comes after Elm street three is like, we're just going to, we're just going to, go full frontal nudity and yep. just for you know what i mean we're just gonna Don't forget me for. am i gonna see freddy's dick what God, we never <laughs> saw freddy's of dick. we don't yeah, want to see right. freddy's dick yeah, we want it. Hopefully, if they remake it, Jason Blum, if you're listening, if you get the rights, man, oh my god, Freddie's you imagine Dick, someone too. someone has a dream they're cooking hot dogs at like a wonderful barbecue, <laughs> and then the camera and like the hot dog is like, ew, it looks gross, and then it's connected to someone, and the camera pans up, and Freddie's like ballpark or something. I thought you were like gonna that. say it was know. Ron Jeremy, and then it turns out to be Freddie's face. That's uh, awesome. Oh <clears throat> Blumhouse is like, write that shit down, write that shit down. Right now. <laughs> you see Jason oh, Blum in the corner, he's like, holy crap, we're gonna use it. <laughs> We're gonna use it. Well, Put it on the back burner. <laughs> and I, I believe Wes Craven wrote him. Um, I, I saw a couple people mention that in the chat too. That Wes Craven wrote him to be very harsh and crude, but like they wanted to go in a different direction, like the more imaginative, like wacky. Um, yeah. I don't know. And again, it's like the weird bridge between what was old Freddy and MTV Freddy. Like he's in this one, he's still kind of serious and scary at times, but at other times, he almost kind of like he. You're, you're almost rooting for Freddy in a sense because some of the characters are so out there and ridiculous, you know? So it's, it's really interesting. Well, yeah. And you know, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, that's what Wes Craven, again, that was what he intended. Uh, He, he wanted to, you know, I I guess he had seen nightmare two and thought it was terrible. He didn't like it. And he didn't even like the fact that they had done nightmare one. Yeah. uh, And, and, you know, that ending that happened with the first one, he didn't want that to happen. So he wanted the series to be over and he thought it was a good story. You know, as, as far as the first one goes, let's end it. There doesn't need to be a series. So I'll come back and finally kill the fucker. And and he had like a very, very dark, very, very different take on the characters. Mm-hmm. Nancy wasn't even um, a dream expert. She was just there. And um, uh, Patricia Arquette only stayed a little bit of the time in the in the insane asylum. She had a dad. There was a lot of things that, uh, you know, Wes Craven wanted to do with that film and to kind of, you know, I yeah. guess give his final opus 
with right. Freddy Krueger that they ultimately decided. I mean, look, the character of Freddy Krueger was so popular. There was no way they were going to ever get rid of him. They they wanted they were like, Wes, thank you for giving us a couple <laughs> of ideas. Now we're going to fire your ass and hire right. some people else that like can make him more MTV uh, generational. So, uh, yeah, that's that's ultimately what happened. But, yeah, I agree. I think that after the third one. They opened the floodgates, and and as far as what we know, what people know of as Robert England's Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. they don't ever think of Freddy one and two. They always no. think of things from three on. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy. I actually like four better than three. Like I mm-hmm. find the more I've watched them, and I didn't feel that way in the beginning, but like watching them back to back now, I'm like I like four so much. Four's good. Three. It's not. It's not as bad as people remember, yeah. but it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to go back and because we're doing four next and I'm I'm really interested to go back and watch four because I haven't honestly, man, I I don't you, like if I'm if I'm just going to put one on just like to hang out and like a lot of times, like if I'm working on something for this or if I'm like I'm if, if I'm just doing something, I'll put, you know, I'll put something on just to like how I go to Halloween two a lot. I, re- I love that movie, but it's also a movie that I can like I've seen it a million times. So it's like you, you know what's going on and you can just have it on in the background. Yeah, but um, like I go to the first three for that, but four, five, and six are kind of, it, it's kind of a weird blur. So I'm curious to to see what I think um, on this next rewatch of them, and I'm really curious to see what you think, Miguel, because it. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah, <there's, yeah. laughs> I'm just gonna take a drink, and I'm not gonna spoil uh-huh. anything for you. I about said yeah, because I'm pretty excited because you because like when we when we were talking about it and previewing like uh, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street like uh, series for this uh, for this season. You like I kept hearing the word like MTV Freddy, MTV Freddy, MTV Freddy, and I was like, bro, I can't wait to see MTV Freddy at this point because honestly, to God, I would love, <laughs> I would love a good comedy if that's what I'm about to watch at this point. So like, yeah, I'm totally down for it. I'm in Elm Street Four, and from what four? I've heard, it's apparently Sorry. really good. Is, is it Four when he's standing on the beach and he takes the shades and he's like, yes, that's Four. Like when he, he's like dancing on the beach or whatever, like that's yeah. awesome. Well, and Jay, you brought up something like it, for his popular. For as popular as these movies were in the 80s and for as popular as the Freddy character was, um, like Dream Warriors had a budget of 4.6 million. And mm-hmm. if you go buy, go back, go by, if you go back and watch Never Sleep Again, um, they it, it seems like for as popular as the Elm Street movies were, they never had the budget to really take them to where they could be. You know what I mean? No. Like a lot of the, you know, it was the same FX guys as a lot of them that were on two and one that came back for this one. And they talked about that a lot. Like there, there were so many effects in this movie that it was like, like that was like 80% of the shoot was just trying to get all those crazy effects shot in shots in because it was just, it was so much like they couldn't keep up with what was going on. Well, I think, I think new line was like extremely uh, uh, nervous about touching nightmare three because like, you know, again, the second one flopped, it didn't make them any money. Um, they were like pretty much up shit Creek without a paddle. And they were like, well, what are we going to do here? And they got Wes Craven to come back and at least pin it. And then that was able probably to pitch to the studio. Like, Hey, we got Wes Craven to, you know, he's going to at least write the scripts. And, but you know, unfortunately they had producers on there. They were like, Hey, well, you know, you know, the, the people that were going to count the coins were like, this is going to cost 20 million. So we're going to have to make swaths, you know, as far as cuts go. And right. uh, that's what they did. And that's why, and you know, it goes to your point, Brad, because I mean, when you do watch the movie, you do see, it does feel like it, it kind of breaks down a little bit as it goes on because they've had to make right. significant cuts and changes to the script that otherwise it would have been a very cohesive movie all the way through. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, this is a solid movie, but yeah, I, 
yeah, it, it's unfortunate, man, because uh, I, I think a lot of studios, um, well, maybe not so much now, but back then they were extremely nervous about putting any type of real moolah into any type of horror movie because they're like, well, where's where's the return? Are we going to yeah, get a return yeah. on that? So, but yeah, Wes Craven was thinking way outside the box. Like he was doing like <clears throat> a, a goddamn funscape. Like yeah. as far as like he even said that, I think he was talking about like he wanted to make it like a carnival ride uh, of dreams and shit. And that and you know they were like, bitch, we ain't Universal. <laughs> so no you get what you get and then he was like all right well i guess you guys just give me my royalties and that's how it goes but yeah yeah and, and even looking at like looking back at it it does have a lot of effect shots like the i i think to like the the opening scene especially which i really really enjoy like you know even when she's pouring like the the powder for the plaster and like she's making the, mm-hmm. the paper mache house and uh she, she's taking the instant coffee by the tablespoonful which <laughs> yeah. makes you want to puke that reminds um, me of mr bean when he takes the whole thing and, his, and he like puts milk in there and he like shakes it around <laughs> yeah well and like uh, even even the makeup like at that point you know robert england has always said he hated the makeup like wh- what did you think of the makeup in this one and how they handled that I think that I thought it was better than two. <laughs> I really? Say that. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I thought the makeup was better than two, man. I liked. It. I thought he looked meaner. I thought he looked cooler in two. Like I didn't hate. Oh, it, you though. thought like, it was better in two? Yeah. Oh, I like, thought. You said, I thought was, you said you thought it was better in three. I know. I was like, I was like what? What you no, say? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I loved it in two. I loved it in two. I thought two was like perfection. Like, but three, it was. And I, I, well, I, yeah, I'll say it when I the entire time I watched it, I didn't once look at Freddie and think he looks like shit. You know what I mean? No. I do think that he looked good, but the uh, the effects for the most part, like when he rips his shirt open and they're like, not nah, not. Nah. It's like that fishing game where you're like trying to catch yeah. the, you know what I'm talking about with yeah, the little yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. That looked cool when when she pulls her arm out and it's like the the wounds are like doing the same thing exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> hungry hungry hippos. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> be shark do to do. But <laughs> dads will know that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought the effects were great in this, except for Wizard Boy with his like mag- magical. I like that magical guy. hands. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. am. Like I don't know why. I just I, I all, think he, uh, George R R Martin when he was yeah. in. <laughs> all electrical effects look like shit at that time. Yeah. So you can't really you can't really get against him for that. You, know? you also have the claymation when he when it's like the Freddy oh, puppet yeah. like dangling off the wall and it like melts into like him and he drops and um and whatever else but um the opening is cool because you get the um is that when is it I don't remember if it's in the opening where the pig like jumps off the table um yeah it's the it, 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 it like it yeah. like it like yeah it's oh it's mouth opens up it's the very beginning of the movie yeah yeah well even before that her mom runs into the room and she's like mm-hmm. you're gonna wake the whole neighborhood and she she's got the guy and he's like where's the bourbon <laughs> like, all, literally all <laughs> she's worried about is getting downstairs so she could like bone this dude you know try to get my whiskey dick on carla <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah but you know what you are you're you're so right brad there was something about the beginning of this movie that was so enticing i love it and it, and it brought you in like for like you know when i first watched it, it was one of those like the music, the way that, you know, yes. the, the way they were shooting it and the, the slow, you know, she's like putting everything together with the, you know, to make the house and the yeah. plaster. And so I was like, oh, my God, this was like, it, it was amazing. And it was like, it was totally different from the first two. I Yeah, exactly. It was just it, it's a different type of movie, man. I, I mean, I agree with you 100 percent. The beginning of that movie really pulls people in. 
if I could tell you this movie in parts though, like that the beginning's cool and it's like a nostalgic thing to watch. And I go back and watch it now, and even the stuff that I really loved back then, I'm like, I get kind of bored through. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how long are we gonna watch? Like fucking, <laughs> are we gonna watch you build the whole goddamn house now? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Let's go. Uh but I just I've seen it before. <laughs> upon, you know, upon the first time though, you know. And then like so I think that in the first act, when it gets up to the hospital, um, I thought it was really janky as fuck, honestly. And the music I thought yeah. was terrible. Like yeah. I thought the music up to that point was like ding, 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 and all this shit. I'm like, God bless, this is awful. And then finally, when they get to like the group meeting and you meet Kincaid and all these kids for the first time and shit starts to get fucked up, then I thought the movie got good. And then when it got really fucking good, some of the best Freddy we've ever gotten is uh, the greatest death of maybe the entire series when he dreamwalks the guy. That was probably the yeah, best that effects in this movie yeah. too. The way that yeah. you could feel your veins getting oh, pulled out of your arms and legs, it, and mm. then the effect of Freddy standing on top, on mm. on top, on top, and cutting it—that <laughs> that may yeah. have been the best scene from the whole series. Yeah, and I yeah. think, in my estimation, that's in just my personal opinion, which I'm wrong on because again, I'm in the minority. I think that's why people look back on this movie so fondly is because it had some of the best moments of the entire franchise. But I just thought as a movie, and especially we'll wait till we get to that, when you get to the junkyard shit and the ending, I just thought it was a hot piece oh, of shit. Oh, that that's point. garbage. Mixed well, with genius, you know? That, uh, yeah, like that tendon shot when he was pulling him up by the tendons hey, and puppeteering yeah, yeah. him. Uh, that, God damn. Because, yeah, like, when that, he's that. walking down the hallway and the camera <clears throat> zooms in on his feet, oh. why are you doing that shit for? Like, oh. I was like, I already get the idea. Like, he's puppeteering him. I don't need to see the detail. Everybody that watches that reacts like John Taffer when he walks into a dirty bar. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, and that's one of the you you had mentioned like the different acts of the movie, like the set. That's that's the moment where I'm like, okay, here we go. Like it it picks Mm. up a little bit from where because I I think what happens is you have the opening, which is awesome. One of my favorite moments in the entire franchise is there's a moment when when she's when uh, Patricia Arquette is holding the little girl that's like. Freddy's home and whatever and it's like the the cool dream thing and they've done it before where she's running down the hallway but she's not getting anywhere and it's like the hallway is like stretching there's Mm. a moment when Freddy runs around the corner and like it's not slow-mo but it's like he runs around the corner and you see him kind of like like you kind of see him smiling in his silhouette and he's he's chasing her and it's like just before he swipes she gets away um so that's cool but like I feel like after that opening, they just try to make you care about the characters, mm-hmm. and like they, that's like your intro. But it's not; it's just, it's kind of a, a lower point of the movie for me. It's it just it, you don't care until that moment where you get the you get the the puppeteer kid. You know, it's um, so intense, man. It's haunting. It is. It, yeah. it really Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis would say it gives you you know really good trauma trauma it's trauma. <laughs> um, it's, it's yeah, trauma. and to be honest with you, the only character that I cared about in the entire fucking movie was. Uh, I thought Kincaid was awesome. I, I did like Kincaid a lot. Yeah. I think that his character really could have been explored more. I didn't care about Joey. I think I mean Joey was gonna get banged by a hot blonde chick nurse. I mean, I don't fucking care. I mean, she was already like floating. <laughs> yeah, thing. right. And, and, so I mean he's got it made. And then I liked uh I, I liked Nancy and John well and John Saxon. I you know, I thought that the you know those three characters were really cool, but um John Saxon's character is probably the one that I felt sorry, sorry, Jay, that I felt no, made ahead. more yeah. sense after like the from the first movie like uh, he's the one that was like like he's just a drunken sheriff like like he just went through some shit like he lost his wife and his and she he almost lost his daughter and now his daughter is actually like a whole like drunken like I, psychiatrist or whatever so like like what what's he got know. left in this I world could, 
I kind of get you because, you know, it, well, if they had explored that character a little bit more and maybe expanded it because, mm-hmm. you know, it, he lost his job, too. I mean, you got to yeah. imagine this guy was the sheriff of a town. He was, you know, moderately successful. He had a decent working relationship with the town and he saw some crazy ass shit. He saw his fucking wife sucked down into a goddamn bed and then eaten mm-hmm. by dream demons. And now he's a security guard working at fucking big lots. And what am I going to do? I like if you if, if you wanted to like if the movie had focused more on that guy like like a reluctant hero and like really turned the whole movie on him I think you'd had a a, a cool ass like uh, no country for old men kind of thing meets Freddy Krueger yeah mm. but they bitched they bitched him out so bad the moment Neil fucking Neil from Cole's fucking like you said managerial <laughs> department store comes in and punks out fucking John Saxon are you kidding me. <laughs> he walks in there. He's like, "Hang on, I'll be right back." It's like, "Hi, I'm Neil. Now we've met. I don't know if you know about her, but I do." And then John's like, "Okay, I'll go to the junkyard with you." I was like, "Oh, eat a dick, dude." And then later on, when he, when John Saxon goes to try to find the keys, and he's like, "We're having a burial. Get your dirt shoes on oh or some shit." Like whatever yeah. the fuck dumb shit Neil fucking says. I'm like, "Fuck you, Neil. Suck a dick, dude. Get out of my face." Like Neil John Saxon like would have fucking ruined his face. He would have, yeah. Bar on that in day. real life, yeah. No it, 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 Neil looks no, like yeah. he auditioned for Perfect Stranger for Balky. And got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, we, we, when we were talking about the FX shots earlier, you know what's aged really, really poorly is the moment when they're fighting Nancy. And, uh, you know, like Nancy says, or, or no, they're, they're not Nancy. They're fighting Freddie. And Nancy's like, you know, oh, he's never been the strong. And, you know, he lifts her up by the shirt. And he, or no, he lifts up his shirt and he's like, you know, the souls of the children give me strength. But then it cuts <laughs> back to John Saxton or whatever. When his skeleton comes up, dude, the oh, skeleton Jesus. looks terrible. I was going to mention like that was like yeah. one of those moments where it's like, yeah, that's that's 80s VS, VFX. Like, but it's like, like so yeah. terrible. Like it's hard to like not watch that. Well, yeah. the stop animation they used in the junkyard scene was very reminiscent of what they did in something like Clash of the Titans. If you remember the yeah, early yep, yep. Mm-hmm. it was exactly, I don't know if the guy that did the scene was the guy that worked on that scene, but it's exactly the same thing where, where Freddy's bones come back and fight. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, we were on a roller coaster of cool. And then this shit just happened. <laughs> like, did we? Yeah, it's like now all of a sudden he can possess his own dead body. I was like, okay, yeah. new, new new skill level achieved right there. Yeah, exactly. So like, bad. so he was already allowed, like, so he could have, like, okay, so like the mythology just took a shit because it's yeah. like, all right, you could only exist in the dreams, but somehow you're able to possess your dead bones if someone fucks with them and get back in the real world. If, if well, why don't you just go around as a goddamn skeleton? and kill people (laughs) and then you know and that's what your backup is in the dream world and that's what got me in like uh freddy's revenge was when like that's where i kind of hear like that whole thing was a dream where the theory was like kind of come into place because the second he like ripped out of old boy's body i was like wait freddy can do that now like did he like pick something up from nancy like oh shit i can actually come into the real world it's the 80s anything goes (laughs) yeah people talk shit about halloween like with the timelines blah blah blah. i'm like bitch have you watched nightmare on elm street (laughs) all of a sudden this girl walks in she's like i can pull people into my my dreams i've been doing it my whole life it's no big deal like (laughs) yeah they invent powers as they go yeah yeah Yeah, like everything changed there are no rules it's like that little caesar's commercial where the guy walks in, they're like, there are no rules, and he takes off his shirt, and they're like, put your shirt back on. He's like, there are some rules. I remember that. This, this is franchise. Yeah, that was a great commercial. You know what it else is always was, really... Yeah. Uh, another thing that's always really bothered me about this movie, and it's it's a double-edged sword, because I really like Nancy. Like, honestly, Na- even with the, the Halloween 2018 timeline stuff, like, I, I, I love my Laurie Strode, 
But honestly, like if we're arguing who is the best, Mike, you might disagree with me on this. But if we're arguing who's the best final girl, I got to go with Nancy. You might go with Sydney, but I got to go with I, Nancy. I go with a few people for Nancy. That's just me, though. I'm <laughs> really? fucked up about that. I can't. I don't want to say what I'm thinking because it's too mean. Say she it. just has a say face it. I don't like. So Ooh. I'll just leave it Nancy? at that. Nancy? That's, that's fair. That's fair. Well, that's fair. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know whether to kiss your feet or hate. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Freddy's back? No. Shit. I, I just, I thought, I, I just I guess did not think, I thought I she was terrible in this movie, dude. I, I just really do. I can't help it. I know it's, it's unlike. I oh. thought the same thing when her first introduction, whenever uh, Patricia was like freaking out in front of Lawrence and like, like, sh- and just shanked his fucking arm. And he was like, Freddie, Freddie's going to come get me. And then all of a sudden she like peeps up, like floating through the fucking door, just like Freddie Krueger. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did you come from? All of a sudden you have a PhD in like dreams? Like, where did this go? Dude, I no, exactly they didn't they didn't explain why she was all of a sudden like the expert on shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Where'd you go? Like Arizona State University? Did you go online <laughs> and get a fake Like all of a sudden she's taking like all of a sudden she's taking like pills and automatically that gives you like a PhD in like uh like psychology or whatever. And that's <laughs> well, she all she had... needs to like, you know, control people's dreams. I just felt like she's yeah. never had a personality in any of these movies. Like she's likable and like whatever, but like what personality, what, what scene did she chew? Like, like what, what moment was there where she was like, I've had enough of this fucking Freddy Krueger. Like she was always just like, Oh no, Freddy shit. Like it just, I never saw her do anything. <laughs> The only reason I say that, and I don't really think about it with this one because this, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Guardian says she went to DeVry University. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The South Harmon Institute of Technology. That sounds great. Our mascot's the shit sandwich. What? (laughs) JT, what's going on, man? He says Nancy has zero personality. Bullshit. And three exclamation points. That's a statement right there, man. Well, I, I say that I, she's the best Sorry, because, solely because of the first one. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't – in this one, I think she kind of sucks, to be honest. But the first one, at least she did, like, fight back, I feel like. Like, honestly – It was a whole really, Home Alone scene for you, wasn't it? It, it kind of was. Well, like, he, like, that she, was like, really, prepped the house. Yeah. That's, that's why I say yeah. it. Because, like, Laurie Strode, like, everything she did in the – and I'm talking the original, not 18, but, mm-hmm. like – in the she original, had no personality every, either up till the end. You're right. She yeah. really didn't. And it, it, it was all kind of, she was just reacting to what was happening. The keys! Like, she's just <laughs> reacting to everything that's happening, mm-hmm. you know? Nancy yeah. at least, like, thought of a way to try to stop him. Which you I know what? could argue that's that true. I guess Sydney would do the same thing, too. Well, she's you know not a I mean? final but, girl, but I swear to God, the final girl, I, and I know these are totally different movies, but the best final girl that's a badass, that actually, like, does something and like can take care of herself is goddamn Ellen Ripley from Alien. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. hands down, yep. like she's reliable, she's resourceful, she's badass, and she's sexy in granny panties. And I don't give a fuck who you are. And <laughs> that's the fact, Jack. Yeah. Uh, or like Vanessa said, Sarah Connor, too. Like Sarah Connor. Ah, yeah. girls, you know? Yeah. yeah. But as far as, but as far as like the, the old school horror movies, I don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, you know, I, I like Nancy too. I but I agree with you, bro. I, the first you, the first time you see her, she is very much exactly what Wes Craven was going for. The girl next door yeah. that has to overcome this ex- extreme crazy uh, thing demon that's trying to kill people through her dreams, and her friends are dying. Um, and, but um, by the third one, it's like all right, it's a little old news now. And like right. Miguel said, 
where the fuck did you get like a PhD in dreams? <laughs> uh, and then well, you can, you know, like you're Charles. She was Xavier. a young hotshot trying to try. Yeah. She really was drugs. pretty much like the eighties, like Charles Xavier, like just handling yeah. her little bit of ex, ex, exactly. Like, ex yeah. I was like, well, sure. and it's funny. Like we'll go with ever, that. Have you ever realized we don't learn a single damn thing about what happened to Nancy after the events no. of Home Street One? Like. The, the weird ending is just completely like where her mom is like, whoop, like just sucked through the window mm -hmm. is glossed over. Um, there's no, we know nothing about her that apparently she's this weird dream doctor. Again, she got her degree from DeBry or DeBry. <laughs> DeBry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her mom died suddenly in her sleep. They do say that her dad's a drunk and she takes, takes hypnosil, which I've always thought Hypnosil sounded like a terrible band from the 70s that had like a one-hit one. Dude does. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we, we just, I, I feel like it, her character didn't have as much impact as it could have because it's just like, and Nancy's back. Yeah. And what yeah, the fuck does she do in Dream World? I mean, I know. what was her power? That was like, not said. Yeah, wasn't it? Right. I guess I, she could I, pull things back into the, into reality, I guess. You could go on that camp or whatever. I don't. I don't freaking know. I, it would have been power. nice to know what her power was, at least. I, I don't either. The X -Force. Her power was stupid catchphrases. What can you do in your dream? Or the moment that also kills <laughs> she me. She was fucking when, cerebro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> Joey, when Joey has his... Uh, rah, when he screams at mm -hmm. the end, she's like, it's over. He's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? You oh, won't alone your house. And yeah. then you come back through all of this crap and you think that Joey yelling took Freddie like dude when I was a kid and I watched that ending scene with John Saxon and her I'm like bitch you serious <laughs> yeah there's no way there's no way that you didn't know you're supposed to be like this fucking like you're a dream expert and you know yeah. that there you know and, and, and then he comes in a, with this terrible effects of like crap. yeah yeah hi honey I'm crossing over <laughs> it's over now come give daddy a hug oh my like, god what? both of their death. before I go to heaven. Both what? of their deaths are so meaningless. It yeah. It killed me. Because it's like two of the most iconic characters of the franchise. And like, e even when they finally defeat Freddy, like it, it all feels the whole ending of the movie almost feels really unearned for me. Like, mm -hmm. I think the most emotional moment is when Patricia Arquette is holding her character and she's like, I'm going to dream you into a lovely place, that a wonderful place. You know what I mean? Like, that was pretty, it was pretty genuine. But like, Oh, I Even forgot she was in the movie at that point. I'm like, oh, she was in this? <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. We forgot about it. Really. Well, you know, it, yeah. it's really, it's, it's fun. I mean, because again, you know, in in, in today's uh, world, we have like released the Snyder cut, the Schumacher cut and things like mm. that. I wish there was a Craven cut yeah. of Nightmare 3. I wish they had filmed something because those characters were ri written completely differently. And, uh, you know, the fact is uh, Nancy, uh, as far as, you know, uh, the, Cra the Craven uh, script was... Uh, she didn't kill him with holy water or whatever. She stabbed him with his own fucking glove. And then I guess she's right. You know, she ends the day as the, uh, you know, the hero. And uh, they cut all that out because they were like, you know, well, you know, we we're, we're going to pass this on to Patricia Arquette, but Patricia Arquette after the third one was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I got what I wanted from the third movie. So yeah. I'm not coming back. So I had to recast her, but yeah. With, was it Tuesday? But it's still good. But, but I, at the end of the day, Nightmare Three is to me is 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 a very very uh, significant special movie in the Nightmare series. Of all the Nightmare movies that you can watch, um, Nightmare Three always will be one of those movies that I think a lot of people will go back and watch again and again. I mean, even yeah. if you don't like it, you'll watch it again <clears throat> and again. Is there something about it that's alluring and it draws you in? 
and 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 it's it's got a great soundtrack and and to be honest with you like the actors they do a really good job with the parts they're given i mean maybe it's not written as well as we wish they were written but they still do a really good job and again going back to mike and brad's point it's very 80s overall it's an 80s movie and it's one of the it's like a time capsule of an 80s movie and it's great one thing that we we didn't talk about um is what, what did you guys think of the whole House of a Thousand Maniacs? She was raped, you know, oh, however many times the, the Amanda cool. Kruger thing. It was cool. That, that was one yeah, of the things cool. that I, I actually did really, really like. Um, I hated that we that Neil was kind of our attachment to them. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> motherfucker was at a funeral. He was yeah. at a funeral and goes, oh, there's that fucking nun and just runs away. <laughs> and then they find him talking she to disappeared. the phone. <laughs> and like you got all these dead kids under his supervision dying. Yeah. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden this dude's acting crazy. He should have been arrested <clears throat> right fucking there. Like, <laughs> no, right. But that story was cool as shit, man. And it they was. even go further in the future movies where they actually kind of show that mm-hmm. moment happening. What yeah. how how much of a cooler origin story is that for Fred Krueger than what they tried to do uh like with the reboot or anything where he's like, is he jobless? Yeah. Or he is? You know not, what you know is. what's funny is uh yeah. that John Saxon, the one of the scripts that he wrote was that he was gonna have <clears throat> Freddy Krueger be innocent. And it, like Charles Manson was the one that had actually killed these kids, and that <clears throat> Freddy Krueger was innocent the entire time, but admitted under pressure that he had done it and had come back for vengeance, and that's mm. why. And I'm like, oh, I'm not good with that because that's kind of fucked up. That's weird. I, I actually kind of like that, and that was something. If you're gonna that, reboot honestly, the whole series, I'd I'd be down with that, but not like in the particular, like the third movie and doing it like. Yeah, Freddy was already established by that point. If you right. want to make him a superhero who's killing assholes, then that would be pretty cool. But like, yeah, that'd be dope. Well, that'd but be he sick. kills the kids. He kills Freddy. the kids as vengeance because he does get burned alive. Right. So yeah. that was that was uh, Saxon's idea. Yeah. yeah. But well, fucking well, I, dude stole it. <laughs> that was actually something that I wish the remake would have had the balls to do. Yeah, I was like, this cool. is. I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, the, they killed an innocent man, and this is his revenge. Like, he really didn't do any of that stuff, and this is his version of getting back at them for that. And then right at the end, they're like, nope, never mind, he did it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> two minutes later, he's like, uh, Nancy. Uh, I remember being. Oh, I'm not gonna go there because that's disgusting. But yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, dude, they go all okay. out with the like. Yes. But if they, but you know, you're right. If the reboot like, had done that, though, if the reboot had done that, it would have been perfect. I, I, I think not yeah. perfect, but it would have at least like separated itself from. The Robert England character and created yeah. a, its own new mythology. Right. The problem is what they did with uh, the remake was it was just terrible special effects. First off, you take off the practical effects for the makeup. It's terrible. It's awful. He looks like a burnt weasel on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, but, you know, but but yeah, but beyond that, the storyline was not that gripping. I was like, you got to do something new. You got to do something different. You got to at least go out on your own trail. Yeah. And they never tried. They never even did anything different. But that idea, you know, the Manson thing, working that old idea yeah. in, would at least have given that movie its own identity. I mean, not everyone's cool. going to love it, but at, at, at least you'll be like, hey, man, that Nightmare remake, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Well, yeah, that twist John probably would have been talked about for a while. Like, it'd be yeah. one of the most talked about twists in horror uh, genre, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And John Saxon, like, wrote a, I don't know if he wrote a full script, but it was at least like a treatment. Yeah, he, a, did, he did a, a treatment. Yeah. A prequel, right? I don't yeah. know. I, I think if you're going to, if you're going to remake Elm Street, I think I would almost like to see. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether I'd like it as a movie or as a TV show. 
-hmm. but I think it would be kind of cool to get a prequel where it's like you could almost formulate it as like a murder mystery, like whodunit type thing. Like the mm -hmm. small town, kids are going missing. Like it's just this whole thing. And then in like the season finale or in like at the end of that prequel film is when the parents find him in the boiler room and they burn him alive. Ooh, and maybe like in, like in the post credit scene or in the final scene of that film is when you get like full on Ghost Freddy for the first time. Like yeah. I think that would, that's an I think that's an interesting I way like to, to do it. I, you know? I think you got to go that or the complete opposite of that. Whereas like the the movie comes on and it's just like and I I think I would actually use the storyline from three from Amanda Kruger where like you could even like bring it up, have some badass song playing in the back background and have some like literal like words pop down. It's like this chick was fucking she was raped by like a thousand maniacs <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and now this have Nickelback sing about it. Yeah, there's rumors <laughs> that this guy haunts fucking dreams and then. <laughs> yeah, you just you, you have a, you have a new fucking group of people, and then all of a sudden they start having bad dreams, and then you don't have to deal with the origin. Like fucking Freddy, yeah. here we go. You know, let's yeah. go with this mm -hmm. shit. Like you I have the too. you have the Creed Nickelback storyline going on. In there the it is <laughs> the the, the mixtape going on in the background. Um, what is that's you, always you know, that's always the thing though. Like if you look at movies like uh, like you know they always run into these problems like Spider Man, Batman, Superman. <laughs> they always have to do the origin. You know, yeah. it's like we are mm -hmm. we already know where they are, like who they are and where they come from. Like sometimes you just want to get into the meat and potatoes. Like, yeah, let's give like a two second thing and then let's jump into the movie. Like, I mean, that and if I yeah, you're exactly right. If I were a director for a nightmare reboot, I'd be like, no, I don't need to go back and do the whole fucking thing. We'll yeah. do a brief little thing. <laughs> you know, they kind of did this with Friday the 13th in 2009. They, they gave mm -hmm. a very, very brief intro to Jason. And I think it was brilliant. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think that the Friday the 13th a remake was really good. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think they did an awesome job reintroducing Jason. That's what they should do with uh, with uh, Freddy. You don't need to do a whole elaborate uh, bullshit thing, uh, you know, with the special effects and and the, and the the uh, the FX to make him look like a burnt weasel. You yeah. just do the fucking movie. Two, you know, two yeah. minutes, and now we're here. But a prequel, I do like too. Like it's like it's one or the other for me. Either you go deep into it, you make a prequel, or you go full on fuck it all. Yeah, let's just this Freddy Krueger. Here we go. People are yeah. gonna get fucked up. You know what? Do, you know, like Jason Blum has said about he wants to bring back uh, Robert England for another one. And mm. I'm in the camp where I'm like, dude, I, I love Robert England and I love what he brought to that character. But like, cast somebody new. Cast a a really unknown actor. Like, like the, I, and it's, it's probably too on the nose, but like the dude who plays Vecna, I forget what his name is. In oh, dude, that guy would be great. Like, yes. Dude, Pretty that good. guy. Yeah. He, like, I feel like you could find a young, relatively new, unknown actor that could bring a lot of life to Freddy. I feel like bringing Robert England back is just going to bring you into the same thing that, that, that everybody talks about anyways. It's like, how do we move on from Robert England? How do we move yes. on from the, from Wes Craven and the, like, how do you, how do you do what Wes Craven did and do that justice? But like, at least still bring it into a, another realm. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't, I don't know. I 100% agree. I think the only way you bring England back is if he passes the torch in that film. You show England yes. for a little bit, and then you do the the, the Freddy's 2 plot, and then he takes over a body, and then that's your new Freddy. So you get that's the best of both worlds. But you can mm. still make future movies. England's going to do two movies, tops, and then you're in a oh, hole. Yeah. You might as yeah. well move yeah, yeah. forward, like you said. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I agree. I would go with, like, I swear to God, I, I don't know if you guys, Dane DeHaan, I think mm. Dane DeHaan would do an yeah. incredible job as Freddy Krueger. If, if you cast mm -hmm. that guy right now as Freddy Krueger, forget Robert England, 
the thing about Robert England is his time has passed. He's had this guy has literally done eight movies with Freddy Krueger. I mean, if you include Freddy versus Jason, he's done eight movies. The fact is, he even said himself that he didn't think that the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was bad, but it was all that he said it was also a bad timing. I, I think the movie was bad, but he said, I guess because of PR reasons, he said um, they had just announced the DVD of the Robert England Nightmare on Elm Street, the first seven, yeah. when that movie was coming out. So yeah. a whole new generation was introduced to the Robert England Freddy Krueger and not the Jackie or Haley and Jackie or Haley is a good, you know, he was a great actor. He's a good, he is a, a good actor. I think he got unfairly treated, uh, you know, by fans after the movie came out, he did his right. best. It just wasn't, you know, Robert England. What I would do, what you got to separate completely. You got to cut it off at the nutsack with, uh, with Robert <laughs> England. You got to go on your own. And like, I would cast some crazy, I would cast Dane Dehan. Like I said, <laughs> If you look at Dane DeHaan in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when he was the Green Goblin, when he was losing his fucking mind yeah. and his shit's all melty and stuff yep. and he's all, like, nasty. I was like, yep. that's how you should make him right away in the movie where he's this nasty goddamn gardener or whatever you want to make him and then, you know, you, atrocious things that happen yeah. and then he becomes. I think Dane DeHaan could pull that off uh, ultimately. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I think that. ultimately you got you to gotta say goodbye to Robert England. I, I, guys, I'm gonna be back in like one second. I gotta pee so bad. You know, you're we good. Have bladders. You've you're, been watching yeah. the show. This is bound to happen. Good. I thought oh, I could hold on. I'm glad for you one said it because I gotta go pee. And Agnes, then I'm like, sir. oh man, Take I gotta it. fucking piss. Dude. Well, listen, here, right here's back. what we'll do. You go pee, and then Jake can go pee, and then I'm gonna go to another beer and probably pee, and then I'll come back. Okay. I like yeah, it. Like we'll, we'll, we'll take shifts here. Miguel, do you have to shit? No, I think I'm good. I think I prepped for this pretty well, actually. All right, I need to. I'm just throwing it out there. If you have number one, stay tuned. Will Miguel P? Uh, let's go over to the chat real quick. Uh, right, see what so, you guys are saying. You guys are moving, by the way, and uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, if you are new, uh, welcome, and please be sure to leave this episode a like. Uh, I saw one in just. Uh, I saw one in a second that I wanted to bring up. Um, uh, where the hell did it go? Uh, Stacy says Jake Gyllenhaal is Freddy. Fuck it. Dude, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's pretty versatile. Could you, could you, could you, might work. I don't know. Could you imagine? In like night have you seen him in Nightcrawler? I was gonna say, oh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he was like in Nightcrawler, he was really weird. But I mean, first off, that that budget would be a goddamn oh my god to get him to be Freddy Krueger. I know it would be like 60% of the budget, would just that would be it. Well, we can't really do much else. We have to do this on a stage. Glenn says the rock is for dude. They're casting the rock and everything else, anyways. Could you imagine he'd be like, "How about that? Fuck a budget. You're automatically you're automatically making making uh, some income from that fucking movie if the rock's in it. The rock, yeah, it's free. yeah. That's a solidified you million dollar It doesn't office. matter what you're dreaming. <laughs> Zombie says Will Smith is Freddie. He would he listen. He wouldn't even need to look. He would just like yeah, just smack everybody. He's already like, he's already be, practiced. Oh yeah, for sure. His entire thing. Uh, Michael says it's cool though. Dehan would slay us, ready, dude. I, Jay, I'm with you on that one, man. I think he would. I think I, he would, man. I, I knew as soon as you mentioned Dehan, cool. I was like, oh, he got that from the Maze of Spider Man too. Like it yeah. had to come from that, yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I, I think Dehan could do a good job. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, um, I, I think that I, I, well, you know, if you look at Dane Dehan overall, like I, I just think, like uh, you guys have seen um, Chronicle. Right. Yes. When he starts losing yeah. his mind. And that was the yeah. first time I'd ever seen Dane Dehan uh, ever. And I didn't even know who he was. And then I watched that movie and then I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I was like, there's something about that guy. You know, obviously the, the, the person in real life is not like this, but there's something like slimy and kind of like 
off-putting about his character that he plays mm-hmm. in these movies. Even when he's trying to be like sympathetic, you're like, I don't give a fuck, man. You're kind of nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something about you I don't trust. Yeah. And I, I could see that guy doing a role like Freddy Krueger, and you'd be like, ooh, especially if they wanted to go back and do like a quick little, <clears throat> you know, if he was like, you know, a gardener and then he was making friends with right. kids. Right. I'd be like, yeah nobody in their right mind would trust that motherfucker because that guy yeah. looks like he just got out on parole like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Jack says, I was excited about Freddie being innocent in the reboot and was so disappointed when they ruined it. Well, listen, for me, it's like, I was kind of disappointed too because they ran with it for mm-hmm. like 95% of the movie and in like the last 15 minutes, it was like, Never mind. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like you did it right away. That was like was. you did. You did one of the greatest twists, and then you ruined it with another twist. And I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. fuck, here we go." There you go. Yeah. So you I, have the yeah. opportunity, then you fucked it. Yeah, because yeah. well, you know, Jackie O'Haley is, is a great actor, and he was he was he he definitely brought in that role was a, a very uh, you, you were empathetic. You were like, "Oh man, this guy is falsely accused," or at least you thought when you're watching the remake, and you're like, "Yeah, no." Nah. They're like, "No, nah, he really did this shit." I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like he got <laughs> yeah. me built up on emotions that aren't true. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Stephanie says the, that remake, dude. Besides Jackie Earl Haley, the rest of crap. I agree. I honestly, I kind of feel like I, I've always thought Jackie Earl Haley was a decent Freddy in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, mm-hmm. I feel like he did a decent job. Other than, uh, he, you know, I mean, we're all from Kentucky. Like he, he looked like he went out and got like mud and clay and just like. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then like stuck it on his face. Like it just, it just doesn't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't the, work. It, 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 it just didn't, man. It did not. Uh, slasher, uh, slasher. Fred, excuse me, says if they did another Freddy film, they should bring back Alice. Ooh, I don't know. That's a that's an interesting. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really give a shit about Alice one way or the other. So I, I think I disagree with that. Uh, Andy Jones says, I hate when writers feel the need to explain origins of the villains. They lose their mystique. Less you know the scarier. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, if, if, if like if it's concerning like Michael Myers, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. And I would agree, yeah. you know, I would agree on certain inst- like uh, certain characters. Definitely the less you know, the better uh, it is. But uh, overall, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger was a known pedophile. He was a known criminal right. villain. Uh, in in life and then he became worse when he died so that doesn't really work as far as he didn't really have mystique he was just a disgusting demon that just survived and preyed on the innocent so yeah i don't know that's my opinion i don't know if, if it's something like a, a blank a blank slate like michael myers is is super scary because you're like what the fuck made that goddamn kid snap right he didn't get the yeah. right kind of candy mm-hmm. corn what yeah. the hell yeah like, you know the yeah, character I, I'd like to see come back is the Karate Kid from Four, Drama Rama Kid. You know, <laughs> that was yeah. one of my favorite characters. Oh, man. Great hair, awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, dude, that that's awesome. Uh, Inky the Alien says more Final Girls need to do some booby trapping for their slashers. Mm-hmm. There oh, has been big boobies. <laughs> I was somewhere. I was just on boobies, like you said, boobies, and I was like, <laughs> oh, booby traps. Oh, your oh. so juicy, bro. <laughs> oh, All boobies I, are booby, traps, right? Booby trapping. Yeah, I, like I, boobies, was, yeah. I was literally thinking like breasts and trap, and I was like, I don't under. What... <laughs> oh my god, I was the same way. I was. The... <laughs> That's why I said yeah. your, your so juicy, it took me bro. a second. Yeah, you see, you see boobies to a group of four dudes, and we're all like. <laughs> Boobs, man. Oops. Uh, talking about, I'll be back. 
talking about final girls uh zombie says or friday the 13th the telepathic girl oh god oh yeah i don't know uh is that from uh that's which friday is she mike um telepathic girl is that new blood seven i think when seven she... yeah i think new blood yeah dude when she she's like off brand 11 she's like the walmart brand 11 from stranger things she's just like <laughs> walmart brand <laughs> which it ends up cool like i used to hate i still hate <laughs> that they brought telekinesis into it and the opening was just so dumb um yeah, but yeah it ends up cool because like like yeah. you're talking about like with dream warriors where they can actually fight back this girl could actually fight back right. against jason so you have like all this crazy shit happening in the house you know but yeah it's like you can only do that in the 80s. You bring telekinesis in now, and it's like, hey. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I it's it, working well at Stranger Things. I think that's, that's just true. nostalgia, though, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jack says, I thought the whole nun, excuse me, slash Amanda Kruger thing was totally useless. That's I, a hot take. I, I'm not going to lie. It is a hot take. I think, for me at least, like, I think you needed something. You need. They needed something to help propel Freddy's story forward in that one. Because I mean, you had one where we kind of got a backstory. You had two where nothing two, uh, two didn't no really backstory. add all that much to his backstory, at least, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. They just changed everything. They're like, fuck that movie. You know, yeah, they just made yeah. new rules. And well, and like we talked about earlier too, is basically just a, to, you know what I mean? To the director anyways, or yeah. to Wes Craven from that director. Um, so I don't know. Uh, for the loop says, uh, Fruit Loops are us. Excuse me. I have to say, Sydney, she would go in danger three, three through five. Go into danger. You mean in Scream three through five? Yeah, I think as far as Final Girls, she yeah. she was pretty badass in those movies. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I yeah, I could. I listen. I when it comes to the <laughs> Final Girl thing, like I I could go anyways. Like people who say Lori, I'm like, okay, cool. People who say Nancy, like, yeah, you know what I mean. It could really go either way for me. I mean, I I don't know. Um, Stephanie says, uh, Jamie and Rachel is a better final girl than Lori. Too bad they did both characters wrong. Rachel's hit or miss for me. I don't know. She, I honestly, I like Rachel in five better than I like Rachel in four, which is probably a super hot take because five is garbage, especially <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Tina. Brad's like, Rachel, you're such a prude. Jeez. <laughs> You never I know what you, you want if you don't put out Rachel. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You you love Tina, don't you? You're a big Tina. <laughs> I swear to God. T if you put yeah, if you put Tina and Neil in just uh, a room, I would burn it. I would light it on fire. <laughs> uh Vanessa, uh, what's up, Vanessa? Uh there are fable stories with mirrors catching slash trapping evil, so it makes sense to me. Uh, I think that um I I'm, I'm I think I missed what she was talking about. I, I know there, there's the, a lot of people. That yeah, that was back during the end of the end of Nightmare Three that we were talking about when they're in that oh, gotcha, situation. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, got you. I think by it was the me way, about it. we didn't even mention this. Uh, what's your favorite death? Both of you from uh, from Elm Street Three favorite death scene. Oh, man, it did have. It's it's definitely the. <laughs> you know the 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 pulling it off and yeah. then freddie being up in the sky or whatever um but nightmare has i i would i would actually argue, i think nightmare overall the franchise has better death scenes than any of the other horror franchises halloween included because yeah. they got to get they got to be so just fucking like inventive with it you know the cockroach yeah. thing from four three and oh, all of it but yeah some great death scenes. i actually really like um and i 
we kind of dogged on the character. Really, the only character that I don't like is the I am the wizard master. That that kid, he <laughs> he, and the, every time he opens his mouth, he just irritates the shit out of me for no reason. Um, yeah. And it's, it's it's nothing against the actor, but he, he just I don't know his lines in that movie just are atrocious. Um, they were, but and I then actually, the, the primetime girl, like that made no fucking sense whatsoever. Like I, I was watching this line, I tweeted about it, like. It was the coolest death. It was one of the coolest deaths in the franchise. It was like, welcome to primetime, bitch. And he puts her in the TV. But, like, they never touched on the fact that nobody thought that was a fucking murder. This little <laughs> girl, who's, like, the size of Muggsy <laughs> Bogues, is, is it jumped up into a seven-foot TV and had the power to, like, face fuck it with her face and is just hanging there. Well, they would have arrested someone. They wouldn't be like, ah, suicide. Cigarette are pretty serious, man, if you ask me. <laughs> like, just well, saying. She, she would have had to jump up. <laughs> she would have had to jump up and then like vertical like turn vertically then like then like throw herself into the tv like it makes still sense logistically makes zero sense um yeah. miguel what was your favorite uh your favorite death scene from uh, elm Street three it was uh definitely gonna be punk girl for me because like her like yeah, uh yeah. her 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 death even though her death scene wasn't like gruesome like Freddie's way of like uh, manipulating her arms to look like like all of her like fucking drug scars was by far one of the most disgusting things ever. And I think I like started talking or like doing some weird thing. I was like, oh, that's so fucking gross. That was probably more gross than the tendon scene because just seeing it move on your own. That's like one of the worst things I could possibly think of happening to me. Yes. But also, what made it even more like like hilarious to me was when he like showed his hands and it was like all needles. I was like, oh damn, way to kick her while she's yeah. down right now. Yeah. That was so fucking cool too, the way it looked. Yeah. Just in the blue. Uh, mm -hmm. Slasher and Suit says, did Taryn die of a drug overdose with the Freddy needles? I, I think so. I mean, that Probably. that's one of my favorite death scenes. And like, I think, I think for me, it's partially, I think part of the reason that that one gets me is like, that's one of the more sinister moments because it's like, he's using the fact that she's an addict. <clears throat> against her and like yeah. when he like when he says let's get high and he like finally stabs her like it, he he does the whole like oh <laughs> like, like, <it's> like oh. <laughs> and then, i think he even says like what a rush or something you know yeah, what i mean that's, like, what, that's a line yeah like that. the first um, look that every person had when they busted it up <laughs> what a rush oh my god uh real quick i'm gonna go grab another drink uh jay what was your favorite uh death scene from um three three Okay. Um, dude, that that let's get high was a really that's a high that's a high mark to beat. Um that's a really good one. Um well, you know, I, I you know, we've already talked about it here and I and I and I think it's it's safe to say that the one that freaked me out the most uh, and even to this day it makes me ooh, god cringy when I watch it is uh when he's puppeteering. Um I don't know if his name is Will. Uh, I think it's uh, Will. Yeah, is that the one so. that said My... walk? Yeah, um, yeah. No, he that... slept walk. He slept walk. Oh, okay, yeah. Slept walk. I, I don't know if Will is the magical user from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but the but the whoever he made uh, puppet walk out and then throw himself off the fucking building. Mm -hmm. That that's gnarly as shit to me. That was like, mine I, too. I was like, you know, the fact is, like, you're literally having your tendons pulled out from your from your hands and your and your your feet and then walked off you know the the top of the building and you have no control i i would say i i don't know how that guy didn't leave like a trail of diarrhea all the way down <laughs> as he was walking <laughs> uh, yeah you know, it's like dead man walking yeah i would definitely say that was one of those uh scenes where it's like it was so much so much more scary because it was like 
there was literally no sense of like how could he get out of it it was like just overpowering there's like you have no powers to get out of that type of situation whether you had whether he figured out his powers or not there was no way he was getting out of that and that was like probably one of the more scarier things and that's one thing that i always uh had trouble with was actually the powers because whenever they would start like showing their powers i thought to myself after at the end and i was like okay what is any of this gonna do against freddie pretty much especially mm-hmm. um uh Ru- ruben like she was like so what's your powers <laughs> I'm just a badass. Yeah, and it I was like switchblades, like this small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a huge mohawk. Well, the one she yeah, was like, I could do backflips. Yeah, like I could do a somersault. That helped her once, and she only did it once. And I was yeah. just yeah. cracking up on that. The only I one that I were... know, the only no, one that I know that could have worked was the magical, the the fucking wizard. But Dude, then he I, just yeah. like went off. And then he, and then he was just like, I don't believe in it. Yeah, and now it doesn't work. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe in fairy tales, kid. And then he stabs his ass. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that sucked. <laughs> and in a world like, where dang. you can think of, you can think of anything. It's like, well, have you seen Green Lantern? Like Green Lantern can think of whatever he wants. And if you can think of whatever you want, you would come up with some cooler shit than that. I mean, you mm-hmm. would. Anybody? Well, hey, would. They deserved it. Let me ask you a question. Who's got out of all of them? Uh, you know, we'll, we're not going to include Nancy because we really don't know. Like, I, I, I imagine like she's like Cerebro, but who had the strongest power? I was like, going to say the uh, Roland because wasn't he just strong? Yeah, that was like a and yeah. that was it. He was just powerful, and I was like, okay, he means probably pick up a cape. Yeah, he probably saying a chance or something. And he never really got a chance to use it. Like a scene where he was just beating the fuck out of Freddy would have been cool. Like you know what I mean? Like, and they never really did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I could I go with that. I, I was gonna say Joey because Joey like had the power of like Banshee from X Men or something. He could just like scream that motherfucker to another continent if he wanted to. But yeah, yeah, but then Freddie could just do do a Wanda thing and be like, oh, what mouth? And then just <laughs> oh, dude. By the way, I know this is off topic, but are you gonna talk about one of the dumbest like reveal of a power in 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 all of? A comic book movies period like the fact that he told her what black bolt could do before he even fucking did it and then she was like what now <laughs> like, yeah okay well she didn't know what his power was until you opened your goddamn mouth and i thought you were the smartest guy on the fucking planet Reed yeah mr Reed could have easily been like black bolt can tell you where your children are and, <laughs> and then boom <laughs> roll credits <laughs> he was like there you go I like that misdirection <laughs> my name is yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The whole the Illuminati thing wasn't as uh, it wasn't as special as I guess I thought it would be. It Xavier, was without a doubt one of one of the biggest disappointments I've seen in in a, in a, in a while in Marvel. It definitely was. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, and the Illuminati in the comic books was way cooler, and the way it was fleshed out, and it was way yeah, more yeah. like it was way more involved. And then this was like thrown together. I know it was cool to have Patrick Stewart back as Charles Xavier. And that's mm-hmm. badass and shit. You know, it's cool. But it was like Reed Richards is literally the smartest man on the planet. And he literally gives away in two <laughs> seconds their goddamn strategy. Like, yeah. like, and and uh, Mordo even says that. He's like, and the smartest man alive, Reed Richards. And then five minutes later, he he gives her the answers that she's wanting to like right. to get. You know what I mean, I'm not even under torture. It's like, yeah, well, you're not gonna do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're, we're not keeping you guys too long, are we? I know mm-hmm. we're like an hour and 45 minutes in. No, you're I'm fine, good. man. We peed. 
But <laughs> we, need to, we can go on forever now. Uh, so let's. I got a pee pending. We'll be ready to pee again in 22 minutes, yeah. just so you know. But yeah, we peed. Counting Miguel, down. You got to pee before we, or, or poop, whatever. Pee oh, no. Poop. I'm just saying it's pending. I'll let you know when it's ready. Okay. Okay. Pending. Still in the uh, cooker. Let's, uh, yeah. let's switch and um, let's talk some Halloween ends. Um, I know there. it's been trending all week. There's uh, the trailer, unfortunately, leaked today, which. Oh, did it? Off. Yeah, yeah it. Damn. It wasn't the the whole thing. It was a little like it wasn't like Halloween Kills where it like the entire freaking thing leaked. It was just like a little snippet. Um, I actually reported oh. one of the accounts today. That, Good for you. Good but there's there's a couple on there that are that are spoiling everything, and I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, I hate that we have to. Like, I know it's the world we live in, but like, I hate that it has to. Did you tell me the dude from That's Our Raven's been leaking all the? All the fucking uh, no, it's a much. it's a dude. I think he's just like I, I don't even want to say his name and give him any more credit than it's worth. Mm-hmm. But like, but he's got like the the pick of the brother. I think from like that's so Raven or one of those like early two thousands <laughs> TV shows, and yeah. he, he's oh. leaking a ton of stuff about it. It's just it's stupid. No, it's not the actual. <laughs> I thought it was actually <laughs> him, and I was like, bro, that's pretty baller. Yeah, me. Yeah, we did high class. Fuck that guy, but yeah, cool. Uh, I'm so watching that's so Raven. Again, I swear to God. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let me ask you guys each this. Um, what is your dream scenario given everything like this entire timeline um, with which eight with eight, 18 and H kills? Um, what's your dream scenario for Halloween ends blend? Well, I mean, for me, I, I've always said I, I think it would be a really cool awesome way to go out for the, the Lori Strode to have the definitive fight with, with Michael Myers and go down fighting um, very much like the Van Helsing versus Dracula um, scenario. Um, and, and then send her off on that kind of hero's way. Um, and, and, you know, and give her, you know, get, like she fights, you know, and she does her best and Michael fucking survives. Okay. I'm going to be a cod. I don't give a shit what she does. He, she can cut his head off. Like in Halloween Resur- or Halloween H two O, he's gonna survive. But I want to, like if it's time to move past Laurie Strode, in my opinion, I, I think it's time to move past Laurie Strode. So I think the best way to do that is to give her the the the, the send off she deserves. Resurrection was not it. It was a terrible fucking put yeah. together movie. Um, give her the Van Helsing Dracula send off. I I, I want to see um, them have the finale moment together and then ultimately end laurie strode and 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 you know and i'm not saying michael be like victorious necessarily but just just to have that that climactic moment where it's all building up to that anyway and then maybe allison takes over and like wants to hunt the demon down i don't know but that's that's what i want even if nobody knows Michael survives just the audience to know that right because i mean at the end of the day i mean we don't have to do a mass effect Thing or something where yeah. you know you, you know you see his body breathe for a second and cut or 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 a man of steel <laughs> where you see the or not man of steel but like yeah bbs, BBS. where you see like yeah, the, yeah. The, the rocks come up yeah but but i mean yeah i, I think most fans would know like Michael survive. <laughs> but i i just want to see that happen and then move past the laurie strode's uh storyline yeah, the strode yeah. family move and, past it 
I like that. I, I like what you said too. I'd be fine with that too. I think where I'm at now, knowing what I know about the movie and uh, we all know it's going to be weird. It's not going to be a normal Halloween movie, all the stuff that we know, spoiler free stuff that we know it's going to be different. What I'm actually hoping for is that if you think about movies and like, we were just talking about Dr. Strange and how they, they literally casted Reed Richards based on what fans said. And if you think about how they do stuff like that, and if you look at what fans want and they do what fans want, then how do fans ever get surprised by something new? Like, remember the mm-hmm. way you felt when you watched T2 or Aliens, and this movie comes on screen, and it gives you something you didn't expect. Right. If they always listen to fans and go with, like, the, the, the next logical step, how can they ever surprise anybody and give them something they didn't even know they wanted? So what I'm really hoping, based on what we know, is that they do something weird, fucking strange, out of left field with Michael Myers, <clears throat> and it works. And it's actually something mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Maybe that's why we're fans and you guys get paid millions of dollars to do this because you surprised us and gave us something we didn't even know we wanted. So yeah. that's what I'd like to see. Now, all odds are that if they surprise us and give, give us something we don't know we wanted, we're going to be fucking pissed and be like, you know, but I, I would love to be surprised and shocked and uh, pleased with an idea that I couldn't have thought of myself. Right. Um, I think that would be cool. Will that happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miguel, we, uh, it's honestly, we've, Miguel, we've learned a little bit more about it since not spoiler stuff, but um, since the last time we would have even talked about it. So have, have your thoughts changed yeah. on, uh, on how you want it to end? Uh, n- my thoughts on it? No, because I am in the camp of like, you know, just, just do the final send off final battle. And then, you know, let uh, the possible, like a possibility of him being uh, uh, still alive. But I agree with you with, with you, Mike, in regards to like what we think the directors and what the studios will do, uh, mainly because like last time I checked, I think that this personally for me, I think this movie will be something that will definitely be controversial and that's something that will definitely simmer for years to come. Like in the theaters, people like majority or something like that, 50 50, it might be hated and loved. But then like years down the line, like we could dare we could dare say like, yo, this is probably one of the best trilogies we've ever seen for Halloween, for that matter. Like Blumhouse really did knock it out of the park. We we finally understand or understood what he was trying to do in this movie. But obviously on first glance, we're going to be like, what the fuck was this or something like that? So I can almost see it going that direction just from what I keep what Brad and I have kept uh, keeping up with in regards of like how it's a different tone or like there's like, you know, all the other stuff like, you know, with possible character changes and all that stuff. And yeah, I think this is definitely gonna be one movie where they're like, like you said, like trying something different and it work. They're pretty much like throwing a dart on the dartboard, but blindfolded and with both hands tied behind their back <laughs> and praying for a bullseye. And for some reason they're going to, they might hit a bullseye for some. So yeah. I think that's personally where I think the 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 final chapter of Blumhouse's Halloween might come to an end. And detractors of that will bring up Rob Zombie's age too. You know, they'll mm-hmm. say Rob Zombie tried to do something different. And here's the difference. And this is the second thing I really hope for. As long as they're they treat the characters right, you can do whatever you want to mm-hmm. with the story. Show us something new, but treat the characters right. Do not make fucking uh, you know Allison like a piece of shit. Like, do not make uh, yeah. Michael Myers a fucking cookie baker or some shit. I don't know. Like, 
the problem with Rob Zombie's H2, he had cool ideas. He was ballsy and went new places, but he was so mad at the franchise and mad at the fans that he took characters they loved and made them assholes that were unlikable. Like, as long as they don't do mm-hmm. that, I'm fine with whatever new you want to do, you know? First off, I, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. It's a masterpiece. A, they made a goddamn. <laughs> I read that book. It was a masterpiece. They, Michael Myers rides around on a goddamn unicorn. Didn't you know? It's a unicorn. And she's not kidding. He rides around on a unicorn over the nights of Haddonfield and he tracks down anybody that would stand in his way, Sheriff. I need Lori to look at Allison at some point in this movie and go, if I want your opinion, I'll slap it out of you. <laughs> this pen- Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is literally there's a fucking unicorn that floats around in dreams. I didn't know if I was watching Halloween or a Pink Floyd acid dream. But yes, right? When it turns to Dream World, I was like, bro, like I'm yeah. ready for my chemical romance to start coming in a marching parade. <laughs> I, I was like, whoa. I, I'm smelling weed. <laughs> Dude, Rob, I, I've always said that Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is and and I know like people might hate me for this, but I think Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the biggest disappointment in the franchise for me because the first 20 minutes, like, and if you remember, like, I remember the marketing for that, like, the trailer for that movie was sick. Like, and I was like, I mean, the first time I saw that trailer, I was like, holy shit, I was like, this is gonna be amazing. I'm so stoked. And I remember, like, the first 20 minutes is so good it's like honestly it's some of the best footage in the entire franchise when they're in the hospital and the way he comes around the corner and just looks at the nurse on the ground and like just that that whole thing is amazing and then the minute that he swings the axe and she wakes up from the dream like i I, my my dad and i were in the theater because he's a big horror fan too and we were in the theater and he was like that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like from that point on we just you know, Rock the only thing that could have saved that moment is if they cut in with Doc and it was like, we the dream warriors. <laughs> yeah. Don't like, dream no more. Honestly, though, you great. could have done the, like, if the rest of that movie would have been like a Halloween kill scenario where, like, you get Tyler Maines, Michael, just on a, yes. just a rampage yeah. throughout Haddonfield. And Brackett and Loomis are trying to get Laurie out of Dodge. Like, that could have been the shit. Amazing. And it just, I don't know. It just, it, I, instead we got Loomis who, I, I don't know. Well, it goes back know. to what Mike was saying. It, it goes back to, you know, Rob Zombie being pissed off and just wanting to almost like ruin the characters. Like the, the characters yeah. that were established by, you know, by John Carpenter and and, and the old uh, the old school team. Because the, first off, I, I, I fucking hate it. I know we're... I don't want to make this about Rob Zombie's Halloween too, because I mean it's your show, obviously. <laughs> but uh, the fact that John Carpenter, you know, his Loomis was like, he's he's obviously an uh, he's an asshole, but you know he cares. What Rob Zombie did was he literally made by by the second one, um, uh, his Doctor Loomis is more concerned with celebrity and status mm-hmm. than giving a fuck yeah. about hunting down Michael. Because again. Uh, in the original Halloween, Loomis is very much concerned with like, you know, no matter what it takes, I'll take down Michael. And that's my holy, my only goal in this, in, in Rob Zombie's Halloween too. It's like, well, if I, if I can sell my goddamn book, I'll do it. If I don't sell my book, get on my face. Yeah. Maybe Michael's loose. I blame. And the then you get five minutes of redemption and that's it. Like at the yeah. very end when they're like stuck in very the cabin, end, yeah. it's and like, then- 
I don't Lori's know. character. Lori's character got it. I'd say Loomis was the worst. Maybe Michael was the worst. Die! Uh, but, you know, he spoke, my nuts dropped. <laughs> yeah. now, now Taylor Compton was so good as Lori Strode. I like her better than uh, the, the I, I like her version of Lori Strode better than the original. I know that's a hot mm. take or whatever, but she had more personality. She was more interesting to me. And she was so good in that first movie. And then the second movie, she wakes up and she's staying with them or whatever and she has uh like in manson we trust or whatever like she's obsessed like tell me that a woman a a girl who just had her entire her mom her sweet ass amazing family her mom and dad murdered brutally by a serial killer is gonna all of a sudden be obsessed with charles manson and think serial killers are fucking cool dude Mm -hmm. like all rob zombie gave zero thoughts to that character all he said was like i love charles manson so she should too (laughs) like that was it those goddamn kids and their hot topics (laughs) well and you know it's it's kind of sad because i actually i know a lot of people don't but i actually liked the relationship between uh loomis and michael in his films like i i I know Mm. a lot of people argue that they showed too much of smith's grove and like i can I can kind of, I understand that, but like, I think it's kind of a cool way to like conclude, like the climax of the movie still could have been Michael having Laurie in the shack. And when like, cause Loomis busts up in there and he goes right up to Michael and he's like, she is coming with me. And like, Mm -hmm. he, like, he's just like all badass when he walks in there. Um, But like, I just, the screaming die. And even Lori oh. in that movie gets kind of annoying. She's like, I want my prescription. Like, I don't give a fuck what you want. <laughs> bitch. Shut up. <laughs> it's like everybody in that movie, except for, I'm not going to lie, except for Annie and Bracket. Mm, Bracket is like perfect. the saving dude, grace dude, that, of it. Rob Zombie. Brad Dorf, my God. Killed it. Because he's a good guy. Yes. Like He's a good guy just trying to do his best. Again, Brad better Dorf than the best. the original. Yes. Huh? Mm-hmm. No. Rob Zombie created a better bracket than John Carpenter did. I mean, that's just oh, facts. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, Brad Dorf was so great in both movies. I mean, it, you know, and it never changed. All his character did in the in the, in the the second one was evolve. Yeah. Like, he evolved. Yeah. And then, um, and, and it was really good. Dude, Brad Dorf is, is such an, like, again, I we Mike and I both have said this before, such an underrated actor. People don't yeah. understand like how underrated of an actor this guy is. Like this guy was in The Exorcist three. He did fucking awesome in The Exorcist three. He was awesome as as Bracket in this. Um, I, and then I look at like Scott Taylor Compton was okay. I think that you know, and this goes back to a lot of people saying that well, Daniel Harris didn't get a good send off. Daniel Harris had a lot of scenery to chew up in this movie right. and she did a really good job and I, I don't take anything away from her um, in, in her performance, but I, I feel like this movie could really revolve around Brad Dorff and Daniel Harris's performances mm-hmm. as a complete for this movie. Uh, because again, um, Malcolm McDowell, it's not his fault. Uh, Rob Zombie wrote that character like shit and, and like, you don't care yeah. about that character. You know um, you're right at the end, he does show up awesome. And, but you know, at that point it's like, Michael's already said, you know, or he's saying die and shit like he's goddamn Vader from the WCW. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. I'm, I'm already checked out now. But yeah, it, like, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm sorry. We, we really went off on a tangent. Oh, we're talking dude, about dude, Rob okay, Zombies. Because we haven't even got to your thoughts on Halloween ends. It's, it's fine. <laughs> if, am I? Didn't you yell? Was it at Scarefest? Like, didn't you yell something at Malcolm McDowell? 
<laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that was the worst experience I've ever had. My nipples went north and south at the same time. I uh, uh, I, yeah, we were, we were walking around Scarefest, and uh, I was dressed as Loomis, and uh, we had walked in. <clears throat> I think that was the we'd walked in, and I was like, I will cause a chaos scene. <laughs> like I was being stupid because I was like, people didn't know who I was. They're like, this is a crazy guy in a, a trench coat, and we were walking around. And we were, I was filming Mike as Michael Myers. And then I saw uh, Malcolm McDowell signing autographs. And I was like, fake Loomis. And I zoomed. <laughs> no, you said, you said imposter Loomis. Oh, imposter Loomis. Yeah, like and I zoomed in on him. <laughs> I was like, imposter Loomis. And he looked. Dude, that guy. He heard you? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I oh I my he God. Did, he did he a... looked directly at the camera. And he <laughs> went. He was like looking. He was, he was like. And I was like, it's in the video. Uh, it's I in the like, video. You I was can like, see sorry it. About that. Uh, I'm gonna, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, the, I was nervous because there was like signs that said you couldn't like video record or whatever. So I that was Brad's first introduction to to horror to like that horror con thing because like yeah, he was, we were... he was uh he was recording uh who was it Bruce Campbell? Well, he was we... like, oh, this is so cool. It's for the vlog. And I shoot you not. The, as soon as it pans to him, he got the biggest like. Smack in the face <laughs> or smack That's in the hair. Was, like, yeah. No film. <laughs> we, like, we, oh, did, yeah. we did like a vlog thing at Scarefest and like we're walking around and I turn and I was like, hey, that's Bruce Campbell. And he actually like turned and like went to say hello. And like the minute that he turned to say hello, this woman was like, you can't film me here. I was like, I was like, okay, well then bye. <laughs> you know, yeah, we. Well, I didn't know. Really I didn't know he he didn't want to be filmed. But you know, later on, we learned there were like obviously there were signs or something. <laughs> I don't know. I I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just walking around being funny, and then I I guess I yelled it too loud because my voice carries. Uh, and then I was like, you know, imposter Loomis or fake Loomis or whatever. And he, he looked mid sign. He was like, <laughs> it was like this. that's that's funny. It's <laughs> like that's oh, pretty shit. good. Bad that's news. awesome, man. I love um, it when we get in trouble doing that at Scarefest, by the way, because it's the first time that it works out great for me that I can't talk because, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I'm Michael and, like, right. Jay's stuck there in that situation. So we get in trouble and someone's like, hey, you can't film here. And I'm like, Bus stop. Jay's like, uh, let's, let's read the Constitution. Uh, yeah. What's the Constitution say, you imperial asshole? <laughs> like, oh, every time we awesome, go to one of those, man. Jay's like, Fuck, dude! Nobody knows who I am. I'm like, yeah, they do. You later, Louis. Like, no, you're fucking Michael Myers. I just look like a weird guy. On I did. I, I look yeah, like, like I, I look like fucking Dick Tracy following around, like asking. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, we got God. We got super super sidetracked. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, we don't. What are your thoughts, man, on Halloween ends? Um, well, personally, I don't know. I'd like to see Michael and Lori married sitting on a beach in Bora Bora drinking yeah, yeah. like that sounds perfect. I want to watch them fuck, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he still perfect. wears like the burnt mask, like that. Like he's he's As sitting on a beach, like he's sitting on a beach, and some like a waitress and like the like the luau <laughs> stuff walks out and she's like, Can I get you another pina? And he's like, <laughs> Just, just say trauma. No. Just say trauma one more time. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Book your next vacation on Trivago.com. <laughs> That's like the ad. Uh, no, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think I'm kind of in the minority on this because I, I know a lot of people are like, Michael needs to live. Michael needs to live. They need to honor a cod's like wish or whatever. I'm kind of in the camp that I think if you're really, if you're going to end, because I'm looking at it from like, 
this is going to be Jamie Lee Curtis's last. I mean, she come on, she's not going to come back and do another one. No, um, never again. Yeah. This this is her last hurrah. This is the last time we're going to say goodbye to Lori Strode in that respect. Um, I feel like it would be really poetic for Lori and Michael to go out together. And like, there's even even like my wife. I, we were. I said I want to watch a horror movie tonight. She was like, "Can we rewatch Halloween Kills?" And I was like, first of all, I love you." Second of all, uh, <laughs> yeah. like going back and rewatching it, um, she even said like there's like little things that she says where she's like, you know, when when Frank is like, it needs to die, you know, and he's all like whatever it the hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. And she, uh, he says it like 10 times. Um, <laughs> Just so you don't know. <laughs> in, ca- in, case you, in case you didn't know, evil dies tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, she like she even says a few times, she's like, and I'm going to be the one to do it. And she's like, you know. Uh, I have to finish this. Like, like she, she always comes back, even when she realizes that Sartain was the one that brought Michael to her and that mm-hmm. he didn't like seek her out. Um, it's still, it's still, she always makes it about herself. So I kind of feel like selfish. it would be poetic for Lori and <laughs> she's being selfish. Uh, I feel like it would be really, <laughs> it'd be really poetic for her and Michael to go out together. Like for them to like, like she's going to like, I feel like it'd be cool for her to have a moment to realize like the only way to really stop this, the only way to really save Allison and to really put an end to this for like for Haddonfield is if she goes out with him, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that would be really poetic. And I don't, I don't care how they do that. I mean, I know it's going to be different. Um, They both dive into a lava pit. And Lori gives well, that'll definitely solve the problem at the end. (laughs) And then Michael's hand comes up with the thumb. Yeah. Know, right? <laughs> Again, you get the you get the it's just like uh, I I think you can I think you can actually kill Michael now too. Like I think it's different than what it was then. Yeah. Like because now this is a James Bond situation. Like Michael can die in this franchise, but mm-hmm. I think what a cod wanted was that you can never really truly kill Michael off. Mm-hmm. So this storyline is done. We're never going back to it again. Yeah. So yeah. Michael can die at the end of this movie, and I'm not gonna right. be mad about it, although I want him to win. Uh, because that's fucked up, but um, <laughs> I want him to win. Not Al- I don't want him to kill Allison. I'd rather see Allison kill him because I, I, I agree. Andy's done with this and all that. But like, even if they kill Michael in this, I won't be mad because now we're in a Batman James Bond situation where whatever comes next is going to be a brand new iteration of Michael. So in theory, Michael will really never die. Just right. like you know, we saw James Bond die at the end of the last movie, but he's not fucking dead. They're gonna make a new James Bond movie, right. so it's cool. Well, yeah, you, you also know. look at like uh, this trilogy. Um, it's a Blumhouse trilogy. It's like the Nolan trilogy for Batman. Mm-hmm. Like it's separate. I mean, they had their, you know, they had their story, and now you can go anywhere you want. Mike and I actually talked about that before. Like, wh- where do we go after Halloween ends? Do you do you do a sequel to Resurrection? If does a director be like, all right, well, I'm just going to take the storyline up from where it left off and then just do, an, uh, you know, another sequel or, or do you start a, a, a you know, a reboot? Um, that's an interesting question overall because, um, but yeah, I agree. I, I think that I don't mind. I, I fucking hate it. Okay. I'm going to cry for like seven <laughs> days if Michael dies in Halloween ends. But if he does, I mean, I, I, I would only put it in, it's the Blumhouse trilogy versus the the actual overall trilogy or, or the overall like uh, storyline or something. You know, you can do a lot with that. Right. Um, I can so. agree with you on that. 
because so, you know Halloween 2018 almost seems like a standalone film. Like, it like does. yeah, it, it talks does. about like yeah. what happened in, in the original, but like if the original didn't exist, you could honestly tell what happened back then mm-hmm. uh, in Halloween 2018. So like yeah, I could see how this could definitely be like the Blumhouse trilogy, and I like the fact that we've all like we're all kind of like understanding the fact that like directors are gonna have their trilogies of certain certain things, like the Sammy mm-hmm. trilogy or. Or the Nolan trilogy, or uh, what was the other one, uh, the Wash trilogy, or whatever, with like Noah Home and all that stuff. So like it's it, it's it's nice to know that we can finally like understand that aspect because I know back then it was like it's all has to be it all has to be linear. Like there's no, like it's like one right. after another. That's why we have like several uh, different types of Halloween movies and like a number of uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, 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 movies. So like I'm glad that now we can actually like make like have directors be able to tell their own story and then pass it on to someone else. I, I, I suppose. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, totally Mike, agree uh, Mike, are you watching the chat right now? Uh, yeah, I've been watching the chat. It looks like Jamie Lee Curtis folks just tweeted that something's coming in 15 minutes. Yeah, I, uh, um, I, I was going to really, um, Lori always says, is she, she, is she, <laughs> Do as I say. <laughs> Check back here in fifteen minutes for a treat. Do as I say. <laughs> she does. She does always tweet it. Like she always says stuff. That's what I was looking at. Where yeah. she, she's like, hey. Like, where she does. Like she always does something crazy. Uh, so I don't. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know that. I hope they don't look. I kind of yeah, hope I, they stick I, to their I, guns. I, like, bro, don't don't drop the trailer tonight. Don't Just do it. Don't do what Jake, you were gonna you... do. Can you can you start to head this way like right now? Can can you just get in your car right now and come here? I can, I can take a rocket shit there. Get the fuck up. Get I'm I'm ready, dude. I'm ready for you. Let's go. I'm fucking good to go, dude. I know, right? Uh, I'm gonna yeah, walk in looking uh, like a goddamn zombie from Night of Living Dead. It's okay. Uh-huh. You can do it. Oh yes. But the whole thing, the whole thing didn't link, so surely. It could Surely just be a poster or something, but for them to drop anything at ten twenty-five or whatever at night, I know sounds to me weird. like they're doing Maybe this because it's been Activia. leaking. Activia has got that's a new weird. flavor. There's probably another Activia brand or like Activia. something like that. Yeah, I can totally believe that. It's the well, Stephanie says the whole thing did leak. I don't know. I hope that's not true because people suck dick if that's true. I hope not too. But hey, man, yeah. Well, to your point, Brad, and and well, Mike's going to say this. Like exactly the same sentiment, I'm I'm assuming. But uh, the people that leak that shit, cunts. You're goddamn manure, motherfuckers. I I mean, it, yeah. it's it's bad when you do that. When you leak the fucking uh, thing for people, I hate that. I I really do. I hate it because yeah, it's like we, we're all fans. Yeah. I mean, we're all fans, and you're doing that. Like I like I could be like I'm I'm glad I'm not on Facebook anymore. But I could be on Facebook scrolling through and see some bullshit. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my god, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I've, I saw a lot of people. They were like, uh, if the lady with the iron, the the chick who brought the iron to fight Michael Myers, if she doesn't, <laughs> if she doesn't come back, then the entire movie is just ruined. Like they just, they just might as well stop. <laughs> I guess, I, I, yeah, I mean, someone out there thinks that they're like, I need it, and I fucking hate. I'll fucking hate Blumhouse for the rest of my life. But I'll see what exactly what the script I wrote in my basement the other day is. You know, I <laughs> I don't know, and yeah. like, and and that that kind of opens up and even like another piece of this. Like, I I kind of hope that I don't I don't mind that they're gonna do something different. I'm gonna try because like I feel like part of the part of the reason Halloween Kills was so um, 
not negatively received, but so controversial amongst fans, Mm -hmm. I think was because we all knew so much going in. Mm -hmm. And that's why it pisses me off that stuff is starting to leak now because it's like, I felt pretty in the dark going in and I'm okay with that. And like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. So hopefully going in um, to Halloween ends, like I'm trying to go in with a different mindset to like, not to not have expectations or to not have like crazy expectations because I felt like, I thought, you know, I, I thought Halloween Kills was going to have this whole Braveheart moment with the Evil Dies Tonight stuff. And oh, the yeah. Evil Dies Tonight stuff ended up just being like Anthony and Michael Hall. Somebody that was by bar. far one of the most overused phrases I've ever heard in a movie. I don't know. Mm. Like, it, it just ended up being yeah. uh, Tommy jumping over like a foldable chair going like, Evil Dies Tonight! And like, you know, it was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, it's unnecessary. Uh, like, it, and it's one of those things. It's like people take one thing they hate about a movie and they're like, it's the worst fucking thing ever. And it's like, it was yeah. a slasher movie. You know, it was a slasher mm-hmm. movie and it had great kills in it. And Michael ruled. I mean, yeah. dude, look at the slasher movies that we revere and act like they're Dream Warriors yep. uh, act like they're the best thing, <laughs> and they have all these problems. If Dream Warriors came out today, oh my god, it would be ripped to fucking part. Everybody oh, would be 100%. ten times oh, worse yeah. than I am about it. Like this fucking suck. This suck. These people should be fucking. They should. Yep. Get, That's be because they had G's. Twitter and they're assholes. Yeah, yeah like, 100%. but now we revere it, you know. So I think that like Halloween Kills, it was it perfect? No, but like it was a good slasher movie. What the fuck is so? A Halloween movie came out. It was a good slasher movie. Oh my god, the world's fucking ending. Like you know, I I I really yeah. Halloween ends, man. I hope it comes out, and um, I hope there's not any kind of. I know the leaks are going to happen. I know that people are going to do it because they're assholes. I about Um, say I can't confirm. It is all over Twitter. The full trailer. Oh fuck that! I'm not. I'm I'm glad I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on any of that. The leak. Sorry. Yeah. The leak. Yeah. Yeah. If you you guys, you know, like I, I think that personally, I would like to go see a goddamn movie once in in the modern age and and be surprised or be uh you know a little bit like what i didn't i didn't see because i don't do i i I didn't want to do the research for it i I damn it man what you sorry i'm looking no not you i'm just looking at i'm looking at twitter and i'm oh you're assholes but jay i i do agree with you in that regards and i remember quentin tarantino said something about it because when he used to go to these film festivals yeah he like brought out reservoir dogs like he said back when like back in like when he had Reservoir Dogs out like and these film festivals like you really had no trailer whatsoever. You had like right. the title and like a two sentence like description of the movie and that was it. And then you just sit there and you watch the movie and like yeah. that mis- that mysterious was probably that mystery of the movie mm-hmm. was probably what made movies so much so popular nowadays that's that's 100 what it was and that's what the filmmakers want anyway and the producers and everybody else they want people to be um shocked or you know like i couldn't believe you know i can't believe that happened you Mm -hmm. know without having to go to like a goddamn twitter post where someone's leaking the whole fucking thing um it sucks man we don't live in that kind of uh, day and age anymore i remember going to watch jurassic park for the first fucking time and uh, I literally uh, had hot tamales, and they all spilled out on the fucking <laughs> floor with that raptor scene at the beginning. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was fucking scared. I was like, "Holy shit!" But yeah, um, it really sucks. Uh, you know, and again, I I know this is your guys's channel, but if you guys are out there like spreading bullshit, 
uh, and leaking information. You guys are assholes. I mean, that's just facts. That's just facts. Hundred percent, man. Well, I, I mean, do you, do you want to go? Do you want to wait a few minutes? Uh, it should only be like five minutes to see if something drops. It's completely up to you guys. I don't care. I mean, I, she I said she just said nine minutes ago. Oh no, we we covered that already. She she said earlier, trick or treat. Were you a good person today? Do you deserve some eye candy? And then that's she weird. said, that was hot though. That's what if it's just topless Jamie Lee Curtis? you serve some candy. Only someone like Jamie Lee Curtis would say something like that, and it'd be kind, it'd be definitely hot. Just saying. Listen, yeah. it it's just gonna I, be like. like it's gonna be her recreating the true da- the the dance from True Lies. <laughs> I think you're like, <laughs> no, no, do it, do Michael's in the corner going, do no, no, slow. do it slow, do it sexy, do it sexy. <laughs> oh oh man. shit! So ten minutes ago, she said fifteen minutes. We only got five minutes. So I'll tell you guys this: what we'll do is we'll see what happens, we'll see what drops, and then if it oh, does drop, then with you guys, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah Jay and I will pop off here because Jay's kind of drive up here and we got to yeah. film. In the middle That's, of the conversation, I get it, man. I get it. Man. Crazy. We didn't listen. We didn't expect it. this. This is this is it's our job, dude. This is what we do for living. You gotta come. Yeah, Miguel. I hope you're ready. Oh, they just posted the trailer 30 seconds ago. Did they? It's damn on. it. The trailer's oh, up. Damn. It's a minute 15 seconds right. long from Blumhouse. It's happening. Yep. All right. Well, all right. well, we'll, we'll right. wrap this up here, Miguel. I hope you're not ready to go to bed because we're gonna be up for a little bit. Hey, Miguel. I believe it. I'm ready for it too. So, hey, therefore, Miguel, you're a cool motherfucker, and I want to hang out with you a lot. One day. Oh, thanks, Jay. I appreciate Listen, it. Listen, we uh we got to do this. And Brad, again. I want to hang out with you too. I mean, don't feel left out. I know. Hey, thanks for thank, Listen, I'm just, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we need to do this again. Um, I know that we didn't expect this. This is kind of no, happening I mean, in the moment, but uh, it's like a winter stuff. Love it, guys. Um, Everybody lock up their kids. Put the heater on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 114 people in the chat, guys. Please be sure to leave this a like. We're we're both, I guess, about to part. We're about to part the Red Sea and go do our own uh, our own thing. Since people suck ass and they mm-hmm. leak the trailer, and we got to get it dropped. Well, I guess but, we um, got to go do it then. Can't uh, have nothing. Mike and Jay. Blumhouse cracked under pressure. Don't lie. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you when guys do we see awesome. Jamie Lee's breasts? That's all I want to know. <laughs> if there's not a JLC nude scene in Halloween ends, I'm out. I'm leaving the good. <laughs> uh, but we'll definitely do this again, guys. Thank you yeah, so, sure. so much for joining us. This has been an absolute Amen. blast. Hey, thank you I all for it. having us. Thank you, guys. So this is awesome, man. Uh, guys, be sure to go. Uh, I, I, I think I put Mike and Jay's channel in the uh, – if you're one of our listeners, I don't know how you don't know who the hell they are at this point. But it's called um, Dead Decaying Dinosaur, uh, <laughs> <laughs> aka we wham. Hashtag nostalgia act. Uh, guys, new episodes of our shows premiere every single Tuesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk the Movies. Uh, we're about to go do our own channel rea- or our reactions to the trailer. So um, you guys got it. I love your attitude. Holy fuck. <laughs> Me too. Shit. It was all sexy shit. Uh, I like it. So we will talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome night. And uh, I guess go watch the the end trailer because here we are. We're going to go watch it. Boom. So peace out, guys. Have a good one. See ya. All right, guys. Thanks for having us. See ya.